Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. It's been a long time, but I'm back. I'm back. I, I You know, a couple months ago, maybe three, two or three months ago, I had, I'm going to get into it in a little bit, but I'd seen a uh, uh, post, social media post about this EVCA. I read about it. I understand a little bit about it. I see that people seem to be upset by it, and I don't know why. I don't get why you're fucking upset. I don't know what they're doing to upset anybody. I find what they're doing interesting, to be honest. So we're going to have Mark Block on. He is the founder and director of the EVCA, and we're going to you know, find out what it's about. I don't think most of you people know what it's even about. I just think you see a bunch of people hitting on something, and you do it as well. There's a lot of sheep. There's a lot of sheep in the vaping industry. Hang- oh, Jay's already on. Hang on. Boom. Jay, are you there? Oh, there you are. <laughs> I have Jay with me. No, Dino's not with me. Jay is with me. Um, I'm very happy to have Jay with me. I think it's great. We haven't, haven't had Jay in a while. And quite frankly, uh, Dino's just living life, you know? Yes, and I am not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're on here. here. He's out having a great life, and we're <laughs> doing this. <laughs> No, listen, I, I, I like to. I haven't done this in a while. I like doing this. But I'm happy that you joined us, Jay. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. So at uh, 10 after 8, Mark Block's going to call in. Again, I've, I, I'm interested. I don't understand why someone would be so upset with an organization that's just trying to help us get out. Well, I've been upset at some, so I understand. But I don't know why them. I just don't get it. It seems like to me they're using like a, a legal loophole to somehow get out of the regulations. What the fuck's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. I, I had people throughout, because I announced this days ago, I had people throughout three asking me, why are you having them on? Well, because I'm interested. I mean, and they couldn't really tell me why they just didn't have a dislike for these people. I, I just want to understand what the fuck. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. So we're going to have Mark. Mark's going to explain it to all of us. And then there's just a few things after that I want to discuss, and that's pretty much it. Disaster advertising. I want to discuss disaster advertising. You know what that is, Jay? Disaster advertising. Yeah. <laughs> you no. know what that is? Is that like um, like selling bunkers and stuff? Uh, no, I'll tell you what that is. What that is is, um, say, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was, we've had these, these hurricanes, right? The hurricane in Texas. There was the horrific hurricane in Texas. And I saw I saw it in, in the vaping industry happen. Uh, I saw a co- I, in fact I saw one company. Uh, I'm not going to name who they are, but uh, they were uh, sending T-shirts down to the people in Texas. Uh, that's nice. So so they're sending. Mind you, Jay, they're branded. You know. T-shirts, so, right, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so they can all walk around uh, free advertising on their G. You know that that's disaster advertising. I think it's wrong. I think it's fucked up. Um, I I don't agree with businesses that do it, and and it's not just this vaping industry. All industries do it. Um, Budweiser does it, for example. They no, of course they yeah. had their their own branded water. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which got them a ton. It's disaster advertising. You you know. All right, we'll 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 get into we'll that. Get into you and that. I probably disagree on that. Yeah, so we'll be- we'll definitely get into that because uh, it's it's interesting to me. So so that and. Uh, I got to go over the Las Vegas shooting thing real quick because I find that interesting. I got to play. So I was watching um, um, Good Morning Britain on IPTV. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, it was the morning of of when the the, the first morning after the uh, Vegas uh, thing happened, and they had Mariah Carey on, and Pierce Morgan drilled Mariah Carey. He asked her three separate times about her her feelings and thoughts on what happened. Now, mind you, she was supposed to be on to promote a Christmas album, so. She's sitting on a couch. There's a Chris, There's a Christmas tree behind her. You know, all relaxed. She's ready to promote a Christmas album. Oh, now, I did see this. Yes. Now, yeah. Mariah Carey was very upset. Um, after the interview, they interviewed um, um, Piers Morgan, and he said that uh, she knew that they had, that, that their people have talked. She knew that they were going to bring it up. He said that she knew. That's a lie. Because if you listen to the interview, he says in it twice. He says twice. Now I know you know we didn't. We you didn't know we we're going to ask you about this because you know, he admitted that she had no idea. But he what he it was she didn't know what to say. I mean, what mm-hmm. the fuck do you say to something? And the way he asked her, it's like, how do you answer that? I mean, I know she's not the brightest right. person in the world, but I probably would have froze up too. I mean, I felt bad for her. It was so awkward. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you can if you want to ask, fine, then leave it alone. He went on and on. It, <laughs> Bad. No, you just you just get up and walk out. Seriously, like it just, it, the best thing she could have done is like burst into tears and yeah. just run out. You know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And that and then I'm gonna play Michael Shea because he made a racist remark. Nobody seems to care. Um, the, Who's he, Michael Shea? He does the Saturday Night Live uh, news. He uh, oh. he called. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He called. Uh, he tried, called Trump, Trump a cheap cracker. cracker. Yeah, yeah. That's a racist thing to say. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, you know, hey, whatever. They don't. You know, and what's here's what's weird though. I was looking for the clip on YouTube, and NBC set it up so you can't get it. So what people had to do is they like, like recorded themselves, but then had it playing on something in the background or something. I found it. I found it, but they've they've really went on YouTube to manage that that that's not there. You right. know that it's it's like they're trying to kill it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back to life. I, it's a racist thing to say. Think of the reversal roles if that was a white guy talking about Obama and he, oh my, are you kidding me? Oh, a cheap N-word? Oh, if that was said, it would be the end of the world. This guy calls him a cheap cracker and uh, that's fine. Nobody says anything. Get the fuck out of here. We live in a fucking, (laughs) in a bizarre world. Identity politics, my friend. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of things. I've been very, very busy. I'm going to talk about why I've been busy. Ooh, oh, and you I, are. And, and, I, and I also want to talk about, uh, uh, which is probably great for you to have, uh, these e-liquids with all these sweeteners. I love it. I love these <laughs> I love these companies. You have all these companies coming out attacking Candy King and uh, all these other companies about their marketing and how terrible their marketing is. But their juices are filled with sweetener. Nine, I would say, and maybe I'm wrong, but I would I, I, no, I'm not wrong. I take that back. 95% of e-liquids on the market today have sweetener, either 2% or more. Would you agree? I, yeah, I would say that's probably a safe yeah. bet. That's <laughs> a lot. I mean, cer- certainly the, the, the heavily marketed products. When did sweetener even come up? When did this start, Jay? When? It started... It's funny because it was the same thing with the custard thing. It was like as soon as people started freaking out about custards, all of a sudden custards went wild, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it was the same thing with sweeteners. Like it, I would say probably two, three years ago, you know, those of us who had been making e-liquid for, you know, 
a long time. We always, there, you know, there was always kind of an unspoken rule. Well, it wasn't unspoken. We constantly spoke about it. Don't use sweeteners. Don't, don't use sweeteners. You know, look at what they do to your coils. You know, what do you think that's doing to your lungs? You know, there, there, there were some mildly sort of known hazards. It's still kind of up in the air. Um, I know personally that, that I have issues when I vape stuff with sweetener in it. Um, you know, so I, I, do I, it. I, you, but, that's, I cough. I will cough if I have a, if I, if I'm vaping on a juice too much throughout the day, like two, three hours and it has a sweetener, I'll start coughing. My nose starts running. Really? Yeah. My nose huh. starts running and, and I can't get the, the, the flavor quote unquote flavor out of like the back of my throat. Like it like shoots sweetness, like into my soft palate in the back of my throat. And it, it, I just can't get rid of it. It's awful. But it, but you know what? You make an interesting point, and that's true. I remember that years ago that mm-hmm. they would show uh, sweetener, you know, what it would do to a coil, and that was everybody would say, "Hey, what's it doing to my lungs if it's doing that?" And right. uh, so and then it and then it blew up. Yeah. Like, as soon as people started <laughs> talking about how bad it was, everybody started put, dumping it into their e-liquid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the same thing with you know diacetyl and the custard stuff, and you know that's just how it worked. You know, two, three years ago it started. Before then, nobody was adding sweetener to e-liquid. But what I don't understand is um, because it does it does give it a very, very sweet candy type of taste. Now, mm-hmm. when uh, I am eating uh, a piece of candy, if I want to have some M&Ms, whatever it is, you know, jelly, it's jelly beans, for example. You know, I'll take a handful of jelly beans. I'll have maybe, you know, four, six. And then you know, it's a treat, and then it's done. You're done. You know, you, you right. don't sweet candy type flavors are good in short every once in a while spurts. So yeah. I don't understand why in the fuck would they want their e-liquid to be so sweet like that? Because then what happens, and I see, I know I, I worked at a store for years. What happens is, is they vape it for a few days and they go, I'm sick of this. I need something right. else. And they move on to something else. They get tired of it. Why in the world would you want your juice to be like that? Why wouldn't you want it to be something that they could vape all day? And <laughs> I don't understand that. But obviously, I mean, it must be working because the juice sells. I mean, there's t- that's most of the market is those juices. I think part of what happened, too, is once, you know, it kind of hit critical mass at a certain point where, you know, well, alongside with, you know, the, the vaping demographic shifting to a much younger age, um, as more and more e-liquid manufacturers were dumping sweetener into the e-liquid, that made the the juices that didn't have sweetener in them taste bland. Right. You know, it, ma- it made them taste flat. Like, like I mean, it used to be that you didn't need sweetener in e-liquid. VG was sweet enough. Right. You know, um, but then all of a sudden people started dumping a bunch of sweetener into their e-liquid. And now all of a sudden it's expected. You know, if it's not in there, to some people it just tastes bland. Like there's no flavor. I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I, I've I've tried some juice that uh, most of the juices have sweetener now, and I've had some that were delicious, and I loved them. But I got sick of them <laughs> after a few days. I was done. Um, I've seen juices. I've seen companies out there and say we don't we don't add sweetener, and they add you know. But behind the scenes, they say well we add two or three percent. It's not that much. Now when they say it's <laughs> it's only two percent, it's not that much. Is that true? Is that not that much, or is two percent quite a bit? <laughs> well. <laughs> Two percent of what though? Like, if it's if it's pure sucralose, two percent yes. is an enormous amount. Really, it's an enormous amount because you can buy little droppers of sucralose. One drop equals a teaspoon of sugar, and one wow. drop is not anywhere near two percent. 
Jeez. So it depends on the concentration of the of the sweetener. I mean, to to just throw out, oh, it's only two percent. That means nothing. Right. That means nothing. Right. You know, and and to you know, in my experience, when people say two percent, it's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, most of the juices are. Most of the juices are extremely sweet. People get tired of them. I don't know. I don't get it. There's very few juices I've come across, especially in the past year, that have yeah. just been, you know, good straight yeah. flavors. You yeah, you, have, you do. You have to hunt for them. Yeah. Well, now you do, which is which is a shame. It's absolutely a shame. So I had Mark. Uh, I asked Mark to call in at 10 after 8, and there's no Mark. I just sent him another message with the call-in number. <laughs> Hopefully he calls in. And this is Mark from EBCA. This is Mark Block. Yes. Okay. His name is uh, Mark Block. I, do you know him? I I think so. I people... don't. Um. I you know obviously I've heard some of the hubbub about EBCA. Not so much recently. More you know back when they first had their town hall meeting. Right. Uh, and to be honest, you know it did sound kind of tinfoil hatish to me. That was my gut reaction. Um, but you know, I just, I just don't know enough, you know, I mean, the more fronts we can fight the FDA, the better, sure. I mean, ultimately that's how I felt, but it did ultimately sound kind of tinfoil hattish to me. Um, yeah. I don't but, know. I, mean, know I, I, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't really know much. I, I, I know that the, the angle they're trying to take worked. It, not, not with something with vaping, but they tried it in some other industry. I mean, whatever it worked. So what they've tried to do is worked before so hey i mean maybe this is gonna work i don't know i just i i know i found it i know months ago i saw it scott from uh uh, vaporcast had posted about it and i saw it and i found it interesting and then i and then people i saw just were like trashing it but they really had no reason why i don't understand why they are i don't get it um and uh you know if i've mentioned it to anybody they're like oh what do you you know like i'm horrible for even mentioning that what for what (laughs) <laughs> Can we? I don't think anybody knows who they are, to be honest. And if they heard who they are and what they're trying to do, they may go, "Oh, well, that actually sounds pretty good." That's why I want to have them on. I mean, I I, I think it's all in all fairness, they should be able to explain who they are, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to achieve. Um, who knows? They may have achieved uh, 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 a lot that we have no idea. I mean, I it's I don't know. Listen, anything that's going to help us, anything that's going to help us. Go for yeah, it. I mean, like I said, it. I don't see it necessarily becoming a distraction unless it draws resources away from other organizations and it ultimately fails. But that's true of any organization. Yes, you know? that's right. Uh, so, you know, I just I just don't know enough to to say one way or the other. But, it, you know, it, it it just reeked to me of like sovereign citizen kind of tinfoil hat stuff. Well, what I mean, it, here, you know, while I'm, I'm waiting for Mark to call in, but while I'm waiting, let me at least bring up because uh, this is what I saw. Okay, yeah, their, their whole thing is repeal and replace, repeal and replace. So what they're trying to do, I'm going to say this for Mark since he's not here yet. Federal law requires that all levels of government coordinate with the lowest level of government, the one closest to the people. Prior to enacting any policies, laws, or regulations in order to ensure that there is no negative economic impact on the local community, when the FDA passed the regs, they did not coordinate to ensure that small businesses would. So, to simplify right. it for, 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 the, for people who don't understand... What they're saying is, is before all this was done, the FDA should have went to all the states, local governments, 
and in all the various states and let them know what they were about to do with these regulations. And so that because the state may have came back and said, well, hey, listen, um, we have 120 vape shops in our state. Um, it brings in this many millions in taxes. It creates this many jobs. You know, that could it could hurt us if, if you know, that they, they, they were supposed to do that and they did not. They didn't do it. So I guess that's is, is that my question is, is, well, he says federal law. So that's a law. So they essentially broke the law. They didn't follow the law of what they had to do. I, 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 I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me because you think about every single piece of legislation that the federal government has come up with just in the last five years. Right. How many pieces of legislation did they perform this "quote unquote" coordination? Well, I'm sure not with? many at all. And, and that, None. So, yeah. so all right. So, what's what would happen is if all right, all right. Say this this goes to the Supreme Court, right? And the Supreme Court files, you know, in the coordination, you know, efforts favor. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, all that legislation, everything, disappears. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, I don't. Well, that, and that, well, these are the questions I have. Like, for example, let's say they take him to court. Uh, the court they call it the coordination process through this coordination process. And let's say they 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 do when they do find that the FDA broke federal law. What does that mean? Does is that now going to mean all existing regulations that exist are gone and they start from right. square one? Does it mean well they're guilty but they're still going to stay in place until something uh, can be put into place that and where they fight? I mean, what what the fuck happens? These are questions I have. I want to know that. Um, I know they have used this coordination with something else in some other sort of field or something, and it worked. So, it was environmental. It was something environmental protection. I don't remember exactly what it was. I yeah. don't know if I ever even really found out exactly what it was. I know it had something to do with the EPA. Right. Um, but, you know, I don't know the details of that case. I don't have time to freaking, you know, drum up freaking case law. You know, I, I just I can only go by, you know, a gut reaction and hope that, you know, analysts who are smarter than me can explain to me, you know, what the actual situation is. And I've never really gotten clarity as far as this EBCA coordination. Deal. Now, now, this is a uh, um, how is this different from the Cole Bishop Amendment? Uh, this might actually work in the Cole Bish- Bishop Amendment doesn't have a prayer. I can answer that. Never had a prayer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> anyway, know if either of them have uh, a prayer. The, the estimate. Okay, so now and now, you know, they they're raising money. The estimated cost is about a quarter million dollars. Is the estimated cost to uh, take this legal action? Listen, what if what if it worked? What if it worked? I mean, how great yeah, would that I, be? I what if it, like what said, if it, I have <laughs> I have no problem with them doing this. I you know I mean they're allowed to to put resources towards whatever they feel like would do, you know, the most good for us. Right. I just, you know, if somebody's asking me for money, I'd want to know a lot more. You want to know what I like? What I like is I see, this is what got me, when I first saw this months ago, this is what got me, the strategy of it being a legal recourse. Where This is not about trying to get politicians on our side. We've been doing that for years. This is about, Simple legal recourse, simply uh, suing them and taking them to fucking court and letting a, a court right. decide. I love that. Right. <laughs> I think, no, absolutely. I, you know, I, absolutely. Think, I think that we have a great chance with that. I mean, we, we did that. So my question, too, is this for all these people that seem to have an issue. Um, so they're using legal recourse, to take them to court. Well, there's also uh, 
what was it, Nickel Pier and the other companies that were suing. So yep. there. So why is that fine? But people seem to have a problem with this. They're both uh, legal recourse uh, uh, ways about going about it through legal recourse. I don't. I don't get it. Well, you just, you, you have to look at, you know what. I mean, the, the stuff that Nick Appear and them brought up was, you know, that was very straightforward, kind of like, look, you can't do this to us. You know, you're you're stepping over your bounds kind of thing. You know, it's and there's case law around that when a, when a regulatory body oversteps their bounds, there's plenty of case law around that. When you're talking about this coordination thing, some obscure rule that, to my knowledge, has never really been enforced um, you know, there's okay. a lot, there are just well, hang a lot on. more there, questions. There, 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 there's some, I, that's not to say that people should just shut it down and, the, the, and you know, somebody, slam on it. Yeah, but. no, no, no. There's somebody in the chat that actually seems to be against this. And this is who I want to talk to because I want to understand. 347-712-3737. I don't know who you are, but please call in. I, you know, I want to, I, I want to I, I get both sides. I want to get EVCA side and Mark Block and what they're trying to do, I find it fascinating and I find it interesting and I, and I think it's something that could possibly work. But then we have people in the chat. This guy's going nuts. He's t- I can't even read it, I'm, uh, but I see he's going nuts about it. He he seems to be against this. And what I'm trying to understand what it is like like, um, what's the problem? Three four seven seven one two three seven three seven. Please call in. I'm very curious. Because I don't. Oh, understand. This is, that's that's Paul Blair from Americans for Tax Reform. Oh, is it? Yeah. So that's Paul Blair. Okay. Please, Paul, call in. I've met Paul Blair before. I know I have. I know Greg works very closely with Paul. Paul is a uh, a scholar and a gentleman. Please call in, Paul. I I really want because you know there was an article I read the other day. Um, it was on a vape blog somewhere. A week, I think it was last week, and they were talking about it. And they're going, oh, every single uh, advocacy group is against it. Why? <laughs> I'm trying to understand why. I want this Mark Bark Block. Please call. I'm trying. I'm trying to understand what. What. what I, I don't get it. I think he's on to something here. And and uh, hang on. Well, they've been doing this for a year, haven't they? Didn't they have that town I hall like a year ago? I don't know. All I know is I saw something about it on my Facebook feed months ago, and. Uh, I found it very interesting, you know, taking legal recourse as 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 a way to get and, and the way they explained the way they ex- I just explained it. They explained it. And I found it very fascinating. Like, wow, what if that really worked? What if we could do that? That'd be fantastic. Well, so what, what are they saying? They can sue them. And then if they win, all the regulations just don't exist. And we're back to square one. That's that's phenomenal because they need to be redone anyway. Everybody knows that. And and I and, you know, I see people like Scott um, who are supporting it. And I respect Scott. I think Scott's a very smart guy. Scott and Adam and Jack and Nick Wood, they, they've done wonderful things. They're supporting it. I see Mike from Giant Vape supporting it. Mike's a pretty smart guy. You know, I, I've known Mike for years. I mean, look what he did with Giant Vapes, right? He's a pretty, pretty yep. smart guy. Um, I, I see people. Uh, I saw John Nathan supported it, but they, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but I see, like, big companies supporting it. And I, uh, I just don't, I, you know, I don't understand why this, this is so bad. I, I don't get it. And yeah, I don't know what's, oh, and Stefan, Stefan, you call in. 347-712-3737. Yeah, you call, because I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I don't know what's what going chat, on. What chat are you looking at? I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, there with, he is. I, I was just conversing with Mark on, on the uh, 
on the Facebook. He, he texted me literally 30 minutes before the show, and, and I gave him the number, and he said he'd come on. I'd love to hear from him, and, and I want to understand, but I don't know. Maybe he's listening. He's not going to come on now. Th- th- listen, I, I'm in favor of it. I love the EVCA. <laughs> come on, uh, Mark. Well, you, can, you can blame I, I, me then, because I'm, yeah. I'm the one who is a little more on the fence here. I well, yeah, and there's people, and this is what the show is for—to give them a voice so they can describe who they are and what they're doing and what they're about, so I can understand, everybody else can understand, and then uh, let people decide for themselves. And listen, every organization's got people who uh, don't agree with one thing or the other. I mean, that just—that's just the way it is. Uh, there's a lot of things Safada Safada does that I do not agree with. I do not agree with. I am not happy with them at all. Doesn't mean they're bad. Doesn't mean it's just you know that's 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 my opinion. I I I think that Pamela Gorman is a very smart and beautiful lady. I think Pamela is a wonderful woman. I just don't like Safada. <laughs> <laughs> Take her away from me. She's a wonderful, very intelligent, lovely human being. Why is nobody calling in, Stefan? Call in and explain this to me. See, I knew this was going to happen. I knew, I knew when I posted this show, there was, <laughs> there was going to be. Because Stefan, Stefan thinks the show isn't on. I, I think he hasn't figured out how to, how to, how to work. Mixed Ste- yeah, where are? And I don't know how to. Uh, can someone go in the chat and tell Stefan that the show is on? The show is on, right? Let me make sure. Maybe the show's out. Might have already left. Oh yeah, no, it's here. Show's on. No, he's still in there. I see him. Oh no, there he is. Okay. Not just call in. I want to understand because Stefan, you're one of the vocal people about this. I want to understand what the problem is with what the EVCA is doing. I see them simply raising money to take them to court to try to get. Have they filed? I I don't know. That's why I want to talk to Mark. I don't know what's going. I know. I know they have to raise money. Um, I know, uh, I don't know if they've raised all the money yet. I don't know if, uh, yeah, I'll give you 10 minutes. Just, just hurry up, Stefan. I'm, I'm very curious. And, and Paul can call in too. Either, either one of you. Three, four, seven. Paul said he's, he's actually out. He's actually not home. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, Mark might be coming on. Listen, Mark, Mark said he was going to come on. I'm, I'm just, I'll send him another message in a few minutes. If I don't hear from him, I don't know. I, I asked him to come on. And I'm sure they're listening because the chat doesn't reflect the listeners. My my uh, uh, player does where I'm streaming, and there's a lot of people listening right now. So <laughs> I know he's probably listening. Um, so so Paul says the problem is more about the memo that memo from Scott Gottlieb. Yeah, I, and I wanted to ask Mark about that too. Um, I know about this. Yeah, there was a memo put out that supposedly Scott Gottlieb. It was his notes, and he was talking. Right. Did, did you just say su- supposedly? Supposedly, yes. Supposedly, it was a letter from Scott Gottlieb that had his notes about the regulations on. Well, it wasn't. We all. I'm saying supposedly because it wasn't. Um. And people think that the EVCA created that and put that out there. I'm sorry. I don't believe that. <laughs> I just don't believe that. Somebody made it up and put it out there, and somehow the EVCA got a hold of it, and I'm sure they firmly believed it was real. I don't believe for a second that they made up a letter and, and, and did that. I, I just I don't. I think they're, I think they're victims. I think they got it somehow, and then they're victims themselves. Like, they really thought it was real, and it turned out not to be. Unless somebody has some sort of proof that they did, and I don't see that anywhere. And I wanted to bring that up with Mark, too. I, I, I'm, I'm with him. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, 
but yeah, that's a big deal. They think that they put this letter out there, this this Gottlieb uh, uh, letter. Do you think they did a J? I I just I. How the, how the fuck am I supposed? Well, to exactly. Right? Nobody I wasn't there when it happened. Like, no, I don't know. Everybody's everybody's barking about this Gottlieb letter. It took me a month to figure out who they even accused of of sending it out there. Well, when I, when I, I see why now. Now I see why Mark was reluctant to respond to me because, <laughs> but I got to tell you something, Mark, you know, any organization uh, does this. I have had many organizations on through the years on my show. They have gotten a chance to speak their mind and say what they're about. Of every organization has people out there who seem to be against what they're doing or have questions about what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. It's just the name of the game at the way it, it, it is what it is. Um, but you have an opportunity to get supporters. I have a lot of listeners. You have an opportunity to get people to support you. And so far, I don't see anything wrong with what you're doing. You know, someone proved me wrong. I'll wait for Stefan to call in. Maybe Stefan's going to open me up to something that I don't know. Uh, you know. Oh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's a little bit upsetting too, Mark, because I find this unprofessional that you're doing this. You're supposed to call in at eight ten. I mean, I just don't understand where he is. I'm gonna well, send you know, him. I'm gonna send him one more message. Maybe he got the times mixed up. Maybe he thought it was an hour from now. I'm going to say hello, Mark. Uh, hello, Mark. We are waiting. And anybody else who wants to call in, the number is 347-712-3737. I got new phone lines. You did? Yeah. This phone thing is great. It only charges me if somebody's actually on the phone. The other one, I had to pay 100 bucks a month. This, at this point, I'm probably paying, I don't know, 25 cents a month. It's wonderful. Hello, Mark. We are waiting for you to call in, in, and I will give them the number again. The number is 347-712-3737, um, 712-3737, okay, there we go. I've done it again. We are waiting for Mark to call in. Hopefully he does. Why don't we move on to something else until... Uh, yes, and, and, and if somebody wants to... Now, if Mark calls in and somebody does want to call in and they have any comments, all I ask is you please be professional. You know? You don't have to be like, hey, asshole. You know, just just uh, be, you know, ask whatever your question is and uh, I'm sure he'll answer it. I mean, it's that simple. We don't have to be pricks to each other. To uh, we can all agree to disagree. Holy crap! Okay, so while we're waiting for that, we'll see what happens. I'll put that down. Let's move on while we're waiting for Mark Block. We're waiting. Disaster advertising. Where's my notes? Where's my notes? Disaster advertising. Okay, so I brought this up before. Disaster advertising. For example, like we were discussing in the beginning of the show, Budweiser was making uh, water for the hurricane victims, of course, in uh, cans and bottles that had Budweiser all over it. They got the greatest advertising ever. Every media, every news talked about it. Oh, look what Anheuser-Busch is doing. Oh, yep. that, uh, that they've got literally billions of dollars in advertising for doing that. And that's why and, they did and it. You think, and you think that's a bad thing? Yes, if I'm the owner of Anheuser-Busch, 
and uh, I want to do and I and I want you know I want to do something like that. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to put print my name on it. I'm not going to hey everybody look what I'm doing. Uh, praise me for doing this. Uh, buy a product for doing this. Advertise. I'm I'm just simple. I'm gonna you know what I'm going to do if, if I'm the only hire Bush. I'm going to fucking get cans of water and bottles of water. It's not going to be a fucking anything on it. It's going to be a plain fucking can and bottle of water. I'm going to send it to them, and I'm not going to say a motherfucking thing about it. If the media comes to me and says, hey, did you do that? I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm going to walk away. You do it because it's it's just the right thing to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're in charge of a multi-billion dollar corporation, you can't operate like that. (laughs) You you can't just. just can't. and, and And what's the freaking harm? These people got water. These people got water. It's not. Know? It's not that there's harm to the people, and it, it's not even as goofy as your T-shirt example, because that's goofy as all hell. <laughs> it, it, yeah, well, it, it's it's not it's not that it's harmful to the people, Jay. It's that it's the. I think using a disaster to make to advertise your product and make money is just it's more. It's just morally wrong. It's absolutely wrong. It's not, you should it's not morally wrong. Nobody had to pay for that water except for Anheuser Busch. What's the problem with them actually getting some advertising out of it? Because you should nobody want... the people drinking the water don't give a shit that it says Anheuser Busch on it. Because they're you... just happy to have their freaking yeah. water. Because you shouldn't do it. To, you shouldn't. Because it makes you feel oogie. No, no. You shouldn't do it <laughs> because you want to get something out of it. That's my point. You shouldn't do it because yeah. well, I got to get something out of doing it. So I might as well get advertising. Fuck that. No, it should be. I have a multi-billion-dollar company. Since our company can afford to do something like this, you just do it because you care about people and humanity, and you want to do the right thing. You shouldn't have to get something in return. They're not. These aren't mutually exclusive things, though. What do you mean? They're, they're, you you can do good mm-hmm. and make money at the same time. A, a lot of e-liquid and and e-cigarette manufacturers do it all the time. Oh, hang on. I think it's, Mark's calling in. Someone just called. Well, hang on. That might be Stefan. He said he was. uh... Oh, he was calling. Okay, we'll get back to this. Okay, hang on, Stefan. I'm going to call you. right. Oh, you want to know why? Because this went down. Hang on. So, yeah, (laughs) I, you know, honestly, I just feel like if you're going to want to do something for people, you shouldn't want to i have to get something out of it to do it i've got to get advertiser i got to make money off this or i just i i think that that is such that is such like a mamby pamby kind of attitude you're you're so wrong the the other thing that it does is it encourages other corporations to to do something you know what i mean and they should be they shouldn't have to be encouraged they should (laughs) yes yes that's right the whole world (laughs) should operate you know but it free. does. I know. Like that's the way it should be. Kevin's the president now. Every nobody makes well, no, any not, money. Not, 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 everybody not, does everything that they do. No, for no, no, nothing. not operate for free. What I'm saying is, is they a, a corporation shouldn't have to be uh, pushed into uh, giving to people who are homeless from a, a hurricane that that devastated where they live. They shouldn't have to. They should have to be encouraged. They're, they're not. Be, they're not they being pushed. It. it was their decision. Nobody came to them and said, "Hey, beer maker, will you send us some water?" No, they just did it. They did it for advertising. So what if they put their freaking label on the bottle? And for all I know, the federal law has to state that if you're going to give away free water to a disaster area, you have to put your name on the bottle. Oh, I don't know know about that. That could very well be the case. I don't know about that. Why not? The FDA requires... At, they require labels on on bottled water anyway. Why not Anheuser-Busch's water? I don't know. Hang on. Let's let's pick up. We'll, we'll argue about this later. Where's uh uh, uh Stefan is on here? 
I believe okay. this is Stefan. Hello, caller, 925. Hello. 925, that would be me. Hi, Kevin. Yes, How are you doing? That is Hi, you. Jay. Hi. Okay, How's so, it going, Stefan? So I, I have sent uh, numerous messages to Mark. I don't know why he's not calling in, probably because you and the other people that are here are scaring him off. I don't know why they're being scared off. Uh, why? Why? I is, don't know why they're scared. <laughs> why is this organization? You obviously don't seem to think that their strategy is going to work or is any good. I want to understand why. Um, true. Well, the, the, the why part is very easy. I mean, this, this started a while ago. Um, folks pop up. They have a strategy. Great. Let's look at it. So a bunch of us went in our own separate ways and consulted our own consultants slash lawyers. And basically what each of us were told is that this is never going to work. Uh, the coordination thing has only been proven in things where uh, it revolves around water rights, land rights, etc. And there's enough evidence that this would not function within um, the context of FDA regulations. So we just basically sat back and went like, well, hey, whatever, uh, do whatever you want, right? And then this memo started popping up. And that's where um, certainly myself got really interested because why would you need to peddle a uh, memo that um, is so ill-written that nobody in their right mind would think that somebody like Scott Gottlieb actually wrote it, especially if you compare it to any of his other writings? Okay, well, hang on. What do you, what, what do you mean? And, pe- what do you mean peddling? Like, I because I, I saw you ranting about this on Facebook. Are you trying to say that? They were they giving this memo to members? Were they using it as a way to get members? Were they did they post it? What define that? What do you mean by they were peddling this memo? Well, according to my attorney, I shouldn't say too much, except um, I can definitely prove, and people have submitted written testimony that mm-hmm. yes, the memo was used in conjunction to further their efforts and eventually raise funds, generate members, uh, bring on more quote-unquote advisors. Um, that's the part I can prove. I, I can't actually prove they used it for fundraising, but a lot. That's that's an easy jump to make based on on how the process works, right? Okay. So, so that now here's my next question. Um, let's, let's say you're right. And they did do all this, but let's, let's say that they were given this memo that they felt that they was real. How, how do you know that they didn't think that who, what if it was given to them? What if this was sent to them? What if someone who says, Hey, I'm, I'm his Scott Gottlieb's cousin. Here's a fucking memo. I mean, who knows how they got it? Why is it? Everybody's saying that they made it up. That's what I don't get. Actually, um, I am one of the people who is not saying that they made it up. Okay. Um, I would never say that. However, um, you're going to get an exclusive right now. And here's the funny thing. A lot of people have been mentioning the name of a certain Sheila Knox, who is this amazing mover and shaker in D.C., who works at big biopharma and pharmaceutical companies, who also happens to be self-proclaimed a Navy pilot and entered into a ton of online Facebook arguments, trolling, and discussions, mostly defending EVCA's coordination strategy, Mark Block, and everything else around it. And as it turns out, Sheila Knox didn't exist, never existed. That entire account has been fake from the start, and we can prove it. 
Wait a minute. So, Wait a minute. So you're saying if you're getting <laughs> you're saying this. There yeah, was... if you're getting memos from a fake account who has been trolling on Facebook, and then you delete the account, and you think you're so fucking smart in covering all your traces, yeah, you just dig back to 2015, way before Mark Block or EVCA or any of the people around them. Note. This is really important. All the people around them mm-hmm. were involved. And boom, there is direct links to people surrounding EVCA and um, also where supposedly the memo came from. Now, there's been a few apologists, including a few people who've been uh, very vocal about how ethics is secondary to winning the game, who've been projecting stories about this Sheila Knox and, and what happened and how she got the memo. And uh, I'm going to spare you all the sordid detail, details simply because they aren't true. Because you know what? If you're talking about a fake account and a person that never existed, the entire story is just based on total falsehood. But uh, yeah, they, they managed to confabulate lies upon lies upon lies upon another layer of lies. So hang on. So what you're this saying... This is not something you do in a... Hang on. So you're saying that this Facebook was proven somehow, you've seen the proof, to be linked Mm -hmm. to people involved with the EVCA. Yep. Yep. Uh, Now now Mark's not going to call in, Stefan. Thanks a lot. Um, (laughs) Well, I I, I, I am sorry, Kevin, but here's the thing. Thank you so much because... Um, I had a bunch of $20 bets outstanding saying he wouldn't show anyway. So, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. And, and I still, so I, I, I still want to understand this. This is crazy. I don't know. And, and you know what? It's, he should be calling because this is an outrageous thing you're saying. And if I was running an organization well, he should be call- and, he and this should, wasn't he true, be calling because yeah. you know what? He's been threatening all the other organizations and all the other people for even speaking out on this issue and saying he will sue them. Just like he sort of threatened other organizations. Well, listen, for, I, I have a I have a problem and... with the other. Listen, one thing that happens to Fon, which drives me crazy, and all these organizations mm-hmm. uh, organizations have done it. They lie. They lie to scare people to get them to register, to get them to sign up, to get them to give money. Now, I want to make something very clear so people understand when I bring up money. They're not doing this to put money in their pockets. It's not about that. They're doing it to fund things. They're oh, doing no. it so the organizations can say, going. Don't get me wrong. They're not doing this for their financial gain. They're doing it so they can do things with the organization and further their cause and what they're trying to do. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, but, true, those true. I mean, and, and, but here's the thing. I've, I've seen, I mean, you, you know I've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think even, even some of the organizations actually um, – try to make it sound all worse than it was. But yes, there, there is a component of fear uh, throughout the entire industry when it comes to regulations and, and local legislation and state legislation. Uh, some of the times that, that fear is, is slightly more hyped up than it should be. But at the same time, the fear, the fear is real and the threat is real. So it's, it, it's more a matter of how, how, how do you present that? Like, do, do you present it in, in factual ways with a lot of words that most people in this industry wouldn't understand? Or do you choose to go a slightly more simplistic route? And you know what? what once you take the simplistic route, it actually sounds more fearful and, and, and more scary than it is. 
I mean, it, I, I don't think out of the established legit organizations, anybody ever really went out of their way to 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 purposely scare people for funding. I I, I well no I, I I saw somebody just recently. Uh, I'm not going to say who or where I'm. I will say the organization. They were a member of Safada. They were a member of Safada, and they posted on Facebook that not only had, that their store has been visited twice by the FDA, twice they've had two compliance mm-hmm. checks. Bullshit. That's a fucking lie. They're saying that because they're two trying to yes, they're trying to scare people because they want people to sign up for Safada and they want you know that's exactly why they're saying that it's absolutely not true. But because then the post went on about how it is important it is and Safada and this and that it's it, it's bullshit. There's no fucking way that happened, and that was said to well, it, scare people, and I, that's what I don't like. You shouldn't. I I know it's fucked up that people. No, don't, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. But at the same time, uh, even if it was true, if, even if you did have have two consecutive FDA visits, uh, those visits are all in compliance with whatever has been set forward, right? So let let let's let's just focus on a single visit. You get a single visit from an FDA uh, FDA uh, person or somebody contracted by the FDA. Um, you will have to submit whatever they're asking for. That's part of the process. Um, that that is not a scary thing. It shouldn't be a scary thing. And here's the thing. If you have all your compliance in a row, if you're doing what you should be doing, at least for the time being, um, this should not be something that fears people. That this should not fear the average retailer. It shouldn't fear the average liquid manufacturer, right? Well, the store shouldn't fear because it it's just simply not happening. <laughs> the FDA is not going around and doing <laughs> well, compliance <yeah>. checks. <laughs> well, if nobody's showing up, then certainly you have even less to fear. I mean, I'm just saying it, it's it's just not happening. But you know, whatever, it is what it is. I, you know, I'm I'm disappointed now because I really wanted Mark to call in. I, you know, I I look at it this way with oh, the me CV. too, me too. What, I was I was absolutely looking forward to to what he would have to say about the memo, and I was actually looking forward to. Have um, they said anything at all? Whatever he would ha- do to shed a light on the Sheila Knox story. Have they said anything at all? Have they written anything? Have they have they mentioned it? all anything about this this Gottlieb memo and responded to it obviously they know they're being accused have they said anything um, no no they no uh, other than a public statement basically saying um let me summarize because i don't have the the the, the post in front of me Please. but um we're being falsely accused. The memo could still be real. It could have still been written by Gottlieb, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? When um, apologists really close to your operation are um, engaging in telling a story about the actual quote-unquote source, and whether they believe it or not, because, again, I, there's no way for me to to prove whether somebody who says something actually believes it or is part of the lie. Um, if, if you if you enter into this confabulated story about illicit affairs and sordidness and like this massive amount of oh my god, this is a really bad B movie script in every possible way. Um, other well, than that. Well, nope. let me let me ask you this. Thing. Let me ask you this, okay? I'm I'm gonna try to be devil's advocate. I'm gonna try and be uh, uh, help sure. out Mark there, Mark, even <laughs> though he's not here. <laughs> Why? Okay, let me. So you say somebody tied to the EV to the EVCA was a creator or part of this Facebook account that created this face 
fake Facebook account, which released this uh, godly memo. What if they didn't know that mm-hmm. this person did this? What if this is some person that went rogue and did this shit and they had no idea and they're just finding this out now themselves? What if that's the case? That is entirely possible. You know what? That is absolutely possible, except the fact that you still took it from said source and then the person who passed it to you from said source and then have the people closest to you uh, present a story about this woman and um, how she got the memo. Yeah, still doesn't fly, plus the circumstantial evidence on how this actually came to be still doesn't actually fit the message. So, yeah, it is entirely possible that that, that, that a few people at EVCA may have fallen for this, but um, here's the thing. When everybody else is not falling for it and you're the only one who does, it sort of sends a very clear signal, right? I don't know. Is there anybody listening who's an EVCA supporter? I mean, <laughs> give me somebody. <laughs> Fucking, I, I, seriously, three four seven seven one two three seven three seven. I, I'm just, I, I don't understand. And you know, I want Mark because he's going to hear this. Well, I'm going to understand. I still want you. I wanted you to have oh, on. I'm and, sure he's going to hear And I still it. want you to have and, on. And too. you know what? Here, here's the thing. I was, I was totally fine with Mark for a while. Um, I actually met him in San Francisco in between my really busy schedule uh, dealing with the flavor bands there. Had lunch, uh, had a pleasant conversation, talked about like general chit chat, and it wasn't it wasn't until like two weeks later, and he starts complaining about a post that was deleted out of the Not Blowing Smoke group, and I'm like, what's the issue here? And he literally accused a vice president of Casa of deleting a post in a Not Blowing Smoke group, and I'm like. Yeah, said vice president is actually still an admin in the Not Blowing Smoke group. That is true. Um, he was with us. We've, we felt that, that he would be better off at Kassa. Kassa wanted him. So um, You deleted yeah, it, didn't you, that, just to find? You, you deleted it, Well, you? here's the thing. I deleted, <laughs> I deleted it. I absolutely did because there was no way I was going to support the post that was made. I personally deleted it. And here's the thing. I asked him three times, and he said three times. His digital investigation group, his digital people, his wizards were so great, they had noticed that it was this person who deleted it. Well, first of all, that is not how Facebook works. Second of all, that is no way for you to find out. And third of all, I gave you three options and you stick with it. So either you believe your um, quote-unquote digital wizard, and um, here's the mission for anybody else there listening. You might want to investigate who his digital wizard is because I'm not going to mention anybody. But at the same time, you stuck by those words and you totally falsely accuse someone then i told mark i said i'm sorry i'm the one who actually like deleted the post and the conversation was over at that point i'm like there is something really seriously wrong with either mark this organization or mark and the people he surrounds him with because you know what in all my years of history none of that petty shit ever happened the, the, the whole the whole purpose of like like intentionally going after Kassa through us and trying to badmouth Kassa 
like I'm sorry, like we all work together quite. He's nicely. calling in um, five. He's calling in five minutes. Your... Mark is calling in five minutes. Ah, he's calling in. I just got the message. Sorry, Svan. I hate to cut you off, but uh, that's a, that's okay. That's okay. I Wonderful. think we should keep Stefan on, though. <laughs> well, no, 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 listen, Stefan, I want to talk to him. I'm going to tell you right now. I want to talk to him about the organization, what they do, what they're about. Um, sure. I, I, I do want to get that. I want, I want an understanding. I want to hear from him. Uh, I'll get to the, the, the Gottlieb thing. Uh, and then if you want to if you want to call back in and you have a question, that's fine. But I, I, I do want to interview the guy first before uh, – you go on, and, and I think you'll be respectful. I know you'll ask respect. You know, you're not going to oh, uh, start going nuts. Yeah, no, trust me. <laughs> You've known me for how long, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. I'm getting messages all over the place. So, yeah, go do your thing. I'm, I'm going to listen in, and uh, if there's any reason to call back in, I'll, I, I, I definitely will. Okay. All right. Thank you, Stefan. Okay. Have right. a good show. You too. And Thanks. by the way, Bye. Jay. Yeah. Jay. Yeah. You, dude. What's up? Later. Oh, <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> I just got a <laughs> Someone just sent me a message. They said, isn't this coming from the guy that made up all the stuff about Dimitri working for Big Tobacco? <laughs> I thought that was Chris Prost. I don't know. Listen, I, I still want to talk to Mark. I, I hear, you know, listen, may, you know what? Let, let's get crazy. Maybe... They did know that this memo was fake, but you know what? They know that this is going to work, and they were just trying to do anything they could to raise money to get this legal challenge going, this coalition thing, because they know it's going to work. Maybe they had – who knows? I, I don't know. I just I, – I, I'm having a hard time believing – because understand, doing something like that is criminal. I have a hard time believing that they would do something that could possibly get them locked up in order to raise money. I, I just I, – I have a hard time believing that. I honestly think they were duped. You know, I hear what Stefan's saying, and, and, and I, but I, I just, I don't know. We'll see. But at, at any rate, anybody listening, I want to talk to Mark first, and I want to interview him, and I want to learn about what they're doing in their organization. I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so do I. Honestly, that's what I want. I want to go to bed. I had such a long <laughs> fucking day today. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do this show. I was, uh, I was just, uh, <clears throat> I was beat. I was tired. I, I had, you know, I was running around today. I was having the juice thing and tons of. It was just crazy, absolutely crazy. Did it go well? Did it go well? It went, we yes, be- it went fantastic. You know, it's funny though, and I'll bring this up in a little bit. It's funny though. There was uh, uh, one guy that tried uh, the cherry vanilla juice, and he he makes juice, mm-hmm. and he said, "Ah, oh, the cherry tastes medicinal. I can recommend a better one for you." <laughs> and I said, oh, really? Okay. I think juice makers who try the juice makers' juices are always going to critique it mm-hmm. because that's just the way they are. Because somebody even said to me, oh, don't let him try. He makes juice. <laughs> so I yep. was warned. So, mm. yeah, but other than that, it was remarkable. Okay. I think Mark is on. So, again, I'm going to interview Mark. I want to talk to Mark. I want to learn about the organization, blah, blah, blah. If anybody wants to call in, you have to do that later because I want to learn about the EVCA. From the EVCA, let me pick this up. 715. Uh, hello, is this Mark? It is. It's Mark Block, the uh, founder and director of the Electronic Vaping Coalition of America. 
And or Kevin, Kevin, can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Thank you for calling in, Mark. I appreciate you calling in. Are it's you there? It's my honor, actually. Oh, great. Well, uh, the way you build movements, Kevin, is to take every opportunity that you can to communicate with the public on what you're attempting to do and try to get their support in doing it. Yes. Now, now this is, I, I, I want to mention to you, so I, I had learned about the EVCA maybe two or three months ago. It, it was a while back. Um, I actually follow uh, Scott from uh, VaporCast. I know Scott, Adam, and Jack. Uh, Scott, Adam, and Jack, I've known them for years. I think they're great guys. They're very bright, smart guys. And I saw uh, Scott posting about the EVCA. So I clicked on his post because I was interested now. And what I, I just want to make sure everybody understands what the EBCA is and what you're trying to achieve with the repeal and replace. So and, and, and try to make it as simple as possible so that people are getting confused or, you know, I, we have a lot of simple people that listen to my show. So it's got to be simplified for them. But can you just explain like exactly what you're trying to achieve with the EBCA? And if this follows through this, if you win this lawsuit, what would that mean for the current regulations as they stand now? Now, uh, Kevin, before I get into what the Electronic Vaping Coalition of America is, mm -hmm. I really need to explain what we're not. Okay. When we formed the Electronic Vaping Coalition of America a year and a half ago, we had no intentions and still have no intentions whatsoever to replicate, replicate, replicate or duplicate any of the efforts of the existing advocacy groups that are out there. Okay. So we don't do what Savada does. We do not do what AIMS does. We, did, we do not do what VTA does. We do not do what any of the other groups do. And I'm going to make a long story short because I've only got 20 to 30 minutes on your show. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly... Kevin, I could speak for two hours, and I think all of it would be informational. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I got involved in the vaping industry, even though I had spent the last 46 years in politics. I live in Wisconsin and have run more campaigns in Wisconsin than anybody else. I was the campaign manager for a presidential campaign. But in December of 2015, decided to purchase an electronic cigarette company out of Texas and move it to Wisconsin. And in the process of the ensuing three months was rebranding to relaunch that company mm -hmm. and was in discussions with a gentleman named Christian Berkey, who was the... CEO of Johnson Creek Enterprises in Heartland, Wisconsin, which ended up being the private label or private labeling our e-juice that we were going to market. Right. About the same time that we were going to launch, relaunch, the deeming regulations came out and my investors said, time out, what does all this mean? So it kind of threw my investment into disarray. Right. Now, a couple weeks before the deeming regulations came out, 
I had been in a meeting with Christian Berkey, and after he heard my background, said, you really ought to be thinking about creating an organization that does what the other groups don't do, and that is what I would call political strategy. Okay? Yep. Now, I'm going to fast forward to um, the August time frame of last year when there was a movie premiere called A Billion Lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes. I used that opportunity to bring together approximately 60 people from the different vaping stakeholders, which included the CEOs of e-liquid manufacturers. Every single advocacy group was represented there. Um, People like the Americans for Tax Reform, the American Legislative Exchange Council, Heartland Institute out of Chicago, and we had a roundtable discussion with Senator Ron Johnson, who I had briefed the afternoon of the deeming regulations, and which then led to, as chairman of the Homeland Security and Government of Affairs, the um, correspondence with the FDA saying, what are you guys doing? Well, what came out of that meeting, Kevin, mm-hmm. was the fact that we only had, we being the vaping industry, the vaping stakeholders, only one person in the U.S. Senate that was really sticking up for us. So we made the decision, and again, your listeners should just Google Mark Block, Smoking Man, and you will see that my career has been building movements. So what we did is spent the ensuing months visiting 95% of the vape shops in Wisconsin, educating them on why it was important to the vaping community that Senator Johnson be reelected. You must understand, Kevin, that Wisconsin's an interesting state because it can go either way, Republican or Democrat. Now, Obviously, U.S. Senator Ron Johnson is a Republican. Yes. But we were able to educate the vaping community, identify 250,000 vapors in Wisconsin, turn 125,000 of them out to vote for Senator Johnson. He won by 97,000, which on election night, he made a video that only praised one group for helping him get reelected and that was the vaping community. Right. The point in all of this, Kevin, is that we had a profound impact as a organized vaping community on an election result. Now, the reason that you talked about repeal and replace is right after that election, we made a decision that instead of nibbling around the edges with things like Cole Bishop, that we wanted to go for a full repeal and replace of the deeming regulations. Now, how do you do that? Replace, I'm not going to say it's simple, but it's out there. It's the Hunter legislation. Congressman Duncan Hunter from California has introduced legislation that will replace the deeming regulations with reasonable regulations that the industry can live with. Right. Repealing 
is a little bit more challenging. We decided that we would use an unknown federal statute called coordination. We contacted somebody that I had de- I had worked with for over eight years, okay. um, an attorney named Mark. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, sorry. Somehow it got disconnected, but we're back on. Okay, uh, go ahead and continue. I can edit all that out. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Did you hear my last uh, statement where I said, Kevin, I'm going to take a timeout and let you ask questions before I get to the other end of the story? Uh, no, 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 no. That's fine. We, 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 we can do that, though. Now, now that's so my first question is this, because this seems to be what people are, are questioning. Someone mentioned this earlier, actually, in the chat, which what they're saying is, is the the coordinate the coordination, the legal recourse of coordination. I mean, you, you stated on this website, federal law requires at all levels of government coordinate with the lowest level. So which because the FDA didn't coordinate with states regarding this and they just went ahead and did it they broke a federal law what people are saying is is there's no chance in the world that that they're gonna get them on that in court because the the fda number one the fda probably does this with everybody they don't coordinate anything and uh it's just not a law that can be enforced or is going to be enforced what do you say what do you have to say about that is there any truth to that or no well, Kevin, I'm not a politically correct person, mm-hmm. and I would suggest the people said that have their head up their ass. Okay. Fair enough. And let me explain why. <laughs> okay. Fred Kelly Grant has taken the federal government on 80 times and never lost. The people that say that have no concept of thinking outside of the box to get results. Coordination unlike the federal lawsuits that have been filed, where it's up to a judge discretion to rule one way or the other. The, and let me back up a second, Kevin. Okay. The reason that we put incredible amount of effort into two and a half days of hearings in Heartland, Wisconsin, to point out the fact that the FDA did not coordinate with Heartland, and you're right, Kevin, the people, the naysayers, the people that don't understand that there's other ways of getting accomplished things than, than what they're used to, you know, said, well, it can't be done. Well, we spent two and a half days, two and a half months getting ready for it, bringing in expert witnesses that created a record that then we presented to the FDA, actually the village of Heartland did, that unequivocally proved that they did not coordinate with the village of Heartland on the implementation of the deeming regs. Now, somebody will tell you, and they're rightfully so, the FDA can't coordinate with everybody. They're right. But the village of Heartland created a legal document that said, we're asking you to sit down with the village of Heartland, and now we've added the... um, the township of Wyndham, New Hampshire, to, to say we want to coordinate with the FDA to come to consistency with what we believe needs to be done not to destroy the economic impact of the FDA deeming regulations on our community, Heartland, Wisconsin, or the social infrastructure. Now, Kevin, 
if any of your listeners have been following this and are and have an open mind, they will understand that Johnson Creek Enterprises, located in Heartland, Wisconsin, which is why we held the hearings there, went bankrupt this week. Yes, correct. Kevin, your listeners should get their head out of their ass and understand that these deeming regulations are having an incredibly detrimental effect on businesses and then communities. Unlike that most of the people or many of the people in the the, um, vaping industry, the local units of government, by law, going back to 1976 Land Management Act, or even as far as President John Kennedy and every president since that has put into executive orders that all agencies must coordinate with the lowest level of government when their rules and regulations have a detrimental impact on the financial or social of a community. Now, Kevin, will we be successful? Yes. Will people be saying that it can't be done? Of course. I took a black man from Atlanta, Georgia, a businessman who nobody ever heard of, to number one in the polls nationally, running for president for six weeks, and everybody said it couldn't be done. My point is, if anybody's got a better idea or a better strategy, then, Kevin, get them on your show and have your listeners believe them. Well, it's, you know, everything, you know, you're right in one sense. Everything advocacy-wise, other advocacy-wise, has been political. They're going after political routes. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've always That's not been... true, Kevin. Not true. I'm, you know what? I used to be, like, kind of calm on these things, but I'm going to call out anybody and everybody that makes a statement like that. If the other groups that are out there is all political, all right, all political being Cole Bishop yep. and the amendment to the agriculture bill, then why didn't it get passed? Oh, I'm not talking about that. That didn't have a chance in hell. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, all I, right. I'm not talking now about. We're, now, now we're speaking on yeah, the same level, that, Kevin. That that had no chance in the world. I, I that was uh, ridiculous from the beginning, and I got flack for saying that. And whatever, I was right. It, it didn't go anywhere. Um, no, but what I'm what 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 I what number one it was made me fascinated about what you're doing is is you're taking legal recourse, which I think is much more effective than trying to take the, you know, we've been trying for years to get uh, 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 politics, you know, politicians on our side. Now, I think that's fine from a local standpoint. And I can tell you that works from a local standpoint because we did it here in Connecticut and it worked and, and we've and, and our, it, it just works. But from a national thing and to certainly get rid of these regulations, um, we've if we could do something legally, I think that's a, a much better a course to take. But I have this question for you. I do have questions for you. My question is this. So let's say you go to court and a, they decide they absolutely violated federal law. They didn't coordinate and the court sides with you. What does that mean? Does that mean that the current regulations that are that exist are now gone? Does it mean they stay and then they have to go back and create new ones, but these ones still stay in place? What happens if that if you get the 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 decision that you want? No, Kevin, 
this is the way it should play out. Okay. Follow me here. Okay, I'm following and your you. listeners, follow me here. We have a great deal of confidence that if we go to court and it will be filed in the Chicago circuit, we will win. However, what we're really hoping for is that the FDA will agree to sit down in a coordination hearing meeting with the village of Heartland and the township of Wyndham and agree to come to consistency, that's a legal term, Kevin, come to consistency with what the FDA would like, what the industry would like, and what the local communities would like. Okay. That consistency, Kevin, would be a mirror of the Hunter legislation. Okay. That is an extremely important fact to understand. So if we get them to sit down and we come to an agreement on consistency on the coordination legal process, and the outcome is the FDA regulations to be mirrored of the Hunter legislation, we now have accomplished one of our goals. The other goal, because the current FDA commissioner is not going to be there forever, and the last thing that you want is to have the kind of regulations put in place that the industry can survive for the next 20, 30 years and have a new commissioner come in and throw them all out. Kind of like what President Trump's doing right now with Obamacare. Now, that will give us the time, and if the vaping community has the wherewithal to then put the pressure on the elected officials, first at the Committee of Energy and Commerce, Subcommittee on Health, to get Hunter's bill out of the subcommittee, into the committee, onto the floor of the U.S. Congress, where my congressman, Speaker Paul Ryan, has said that he is extremely open to what's happening, especially with the fact that one of the major companies in the e-vaping community, Johnson Creek, has declared bankruptcy to a large part because of the FDA deeming regulations, then we want to get the Hunter legislation passed through Congress, through the Senate, signed by the President, so it's law. So a future FDA commissioner can't ch come and change the regulations. Gotcha. Interesting. This is all very, very interesting. Now, I yeah, but uh, Kevin, it, 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 while you know it's interesting for me, and I like again, I'm not, you know, whatever. I've been doing this 46 years. Yes. And the biggest problem I have are the experts in the vaping industry that say it can't be done. All right, I'll I, I give you a great example, it, and I'm sure that your listeners and your followers and yourself understand that the vaping industry drama is worse than any other industry yes. that's ever been known <laughs> to mankind. That is true. <laughs> With that being said, I'm out in California at a vape conference, uh -huh. and the former Sabata 
head comes up to me and says, well, you got to understand, Block, when you came into this, you disrupted the current advocacy group's strategies. I looked at him and said, can you explain to me what their current strategies are? Yep. Kevin, that was the response I got. Yeah. So EDCA comes up with this, you know, the the replace part, everybody understands. Yes. Passing the Hunter legislation. The repeal part, they all go like, well, it's never been done. It's only done in land use, It's all, it, which is all, excuse my language again, Kevin, is bullshit mm-hmm. because the FDA already has programs in place to coordinate on food safety. So the people that tell you that this can't be done, you know what? They ought to spend a little bit more time researching. Interesting. So, so I, I, have, I have another question for you um, that I'm sure you're going to love to answer. And uh, many, many people I know have this question. So in the past couple weeks, there was this Gottlieb memo floating around. Now, I have seen people accuse the EVCA of creating that, that, uh, that Gottlieb document. I personally said myself at the beginning of the show, I don't know you from a hole in the wall or your organization, that I just have a very hard time believing that's, that they would do that, and I just don't believe it. I, I just I don't believe it. I don't know. <laughs> Call me crazy. But a lot of people seem to think that you, not you personally, but someone from your organization made up this Gottlieb uh, memo. What would you like to, what is your response to that, to these people who are accusing someone, anybody from your organization of doing this? Kevin, the best way I can answer it, and I have been viciously, I'm almost going to call assaulted Mm -hmm. by individuals within the vaping community on this issue. And I not only welcome to be able to go before a judge along with all of the accusers under oath, under oath, and have them explain what they've accused me of, and where they got their information from, and I will under oath again state that neither myself nor anybody from EVCA had anything to do with the creation of that document, nor did we use it as accused for fundraising purposes or other purposes. And, Kevin, Mm -hmm. seriously... The FDA folks are going to be listening to this podcast. That's what they do. I challenge them. I challenge my distractors that have caused more harm in the last 10 days to this industry than the people that are trying to shut us down totally. The FDA folks are listening. I hope my distractors are listening, and I look forward to raising my hand under oath saying, say the truth and nothing but the truth. The things that I have been accused of in the last 10 days are beyond libelous. Right. No, you've been, you've, you, I've seen it. You've been, you've been accused of a lot. And uh... Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Yes. This industry is bent on destroying itself. And somebody, somewhere along the line, it's got to step up and say, if you guys don't get your shit together, you have it coming. 
Well, you know what, Mark? The problem is, is there's too many cooks in the kitchen. We got too much advocacy. True. It's <laughs> a, a problem. Absolutely, Kevin, agree. Absolutely yes. agree. And it, it doesn't matter whether it's the members of the U.S. Senate or the Congress or my Congressman Paul Ryan or the FDA says, you know what, the last thing that we want is six groups in our office all pissing all over each other, acting like six-year-olds and can't greet on anything. The industry has got to come together with one voice. I've tried it. I will continue to try it. We have another coordination hearing that we're going to do in Heartland along with the um, Wyndham uh, selectmen where we're going to lay out the recommendations to the FDA on what we would like to see in consistency. Now, we have been terribly damaged by all of this drama in this industry in the last 10 days. Will we survive? Absolutely. Been at this rodeo before, Kevin. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And after we come out of the Heartland second hearings and continue our path on repealing through the process, legal process of coordination, I'm hoping that those extreme detractors, while they may not agree with us, shut up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Now, Kevin, you must understand that that this um, commitment to you to, to go on this show tonight, mm -hmm. I totally anticipated getting absolutely um, destroyed by you because that's what this industry does. I must thank you for being respectful of my opinions and listening to what we're trying to do and understand that we have a very short window to get our act together. We had our act together until 10 days ago when the onslaught of the incredibly libelous accusations came forth. Will we survive? We will. But it ain't going to be easy now. No, I, and, and I'm sure it's not easy. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I've been doing this for, I don't know, six or seven years now, Mark, this podcast. And I have fans and I have people who hate me. But at the end of the day, I want, I, I'm fair. I want everybody to have their say. I want you to have your, you know, I, I, I don't know if you were listening before or not, but we had people calling in and they're, you know, telling me this and that and how terrible you are in this places. And at the end of the day, I, I, that whatever I want to, I want to hear from, I want them to have their voice, but I want to hear from you too. I want, I, I want to understand this is your thing. This is your organization. I, and I just don't understand. There was an article I saw last week, Mark, where it was on some vape blog, a pretty big vape blog where the guy was like talking about what you guys are trying to do and then listed every single organization and said every single organization is against what they're doing. But why? <laughs> I don't understand. Kevin, I, I, don't, I, 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 Kevin, I see you taking legal recourse. Let me ask you and your listeners this. Yes. If the detractors that came after us 10 days ago and have been unrelentless since mm -hmm. are successful in shutting us down, What's the answer then? Well, I hope that's not the case, because this could possibly be the answer that gets us out of these regulations. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, I hope that's and, not... Okay, Kevin? Yes. Kevin, can I do this? Yes. 
I have been so transparent with the operation of EVCA, mm-hmm. so transparent that I want anybody listening that had called in before or is listening to this that has any question to me whatsoever, my phone number is 262-617-2716. Call me. Fair enough. Well, you know what, Mark? They can call in here, too. We have a call-in number, and if they have anything they want to ask, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll answer them. I mean, you've come on. You've been very honest and uh, forthcoming, and I think it's wonderful. So I have another question, though, before you go on. How, this being a legal hey, process— Kevin, I'll sit here for hours. What? Take your <laughs> time. Like, how, how long is, does—I I, I know you probably don't know, but maybe you have an idea— how long of a process is this going to take? I mean, is this something that could take months? Is this something that could take years? I mean, how long would it take to fully go through this this legal process for for us to see some see, sort Kevin, of? Kevin, and this is this is something that I'm sure the other groups wouldn't say that the FDA is listening to. Okay, mm-hmm. prior to the onslaught of these libelous accusations, we should have had this wrapped up the December time frame. Oh, wow. The strategy was to do the next hearing in Heartland, Mm -hmm. followed up by a major announcement at the Dallas Showcase, which has been canceled. Yep. Followed up by a congressional informational hearing the first part of November, followed up by a deadline to file suit against the FDA if they didn't sit down and begin the coordination process. My detractors have done a very good job in shutting down all the fundraising that we were doing to get this done. Right. So to answer your question, I don't know. However, myself and Fred Kelly Grant, the lawyer, are proceeding ahead without the team that we had assembled to do this. We're proceeding ahead with the Heartland hearings, and we'll see what happens after that. This stuff doesn't happen without being funded. Absolutely, yeah, And correct. it's not like I'm making any money off of it or Fred Kelly Grant's making any money off of it, but it's kind of hard to tell Southwest Airlines that the lawyer's got to fly from Boise to Heartland, Wisconsin, and don't worry about it because the vaping guys will be behind you. Yeah, right. Right. No, I understand. Yeah, and this has. I'm, I'm sure these accusations have absolutely hurt your uh, uh, fundraising efforts and uh, people's confidence and or, you know, people who may be may have been in, in, interested in what you guys are doing. That's why I want to have this show, because I'm like, I, I you know, I, I wanted to learn about you guys months ago. And, you know, I, I saw more and more people following what you guys were doing and promoting what you were doing. People that I, I know and quite frankly respect. And I said, I really got to understand what's going on here. And but what you have to understand, too, Mark, is, you know, this will fall under the there in, in the world of vaping. There's a two week rule. Uh, drama occurs. Everybody goes crazy. And within 14 days, it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So you got another four or five days and then it'll go away. <laughs> Trust me, that's nobody's going to care. But, but Kevin, Kevin, we assembled an A plus team. And the people in this industry made commitments to us to fund us through October 1st. Yes. 
the funding didn't come through. I have to let the team go. Yeah. I will continue the battle. Fred Kelly Grant will continue the battle. And those that have seek to destroy us, you know what? I hope they're listening, or I hope they hear this. Oh, they're listening. That we're going to continue, and we're going to win. And when we do, if they have any balls at all, they will say that they were wrong, and give credit where credit's due. Well, I can tell you they're My listening. My apologies for being so passionate about this, but it is incredible, incredible. This industry is so immature and bent on destruction. Yeah, well... Welcome to my world. That's been going on for years. <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. It doesn't change. I got to give you guys credit, Kevin, because you probably have endured, to a, I hope, a lesser extent, what I have in the last 10 days. My business colleagues have said, why do you put up with this shit? These people don't understand. They're not appreciative, and you can't get through to them. And I'm going like, Kevin, if I leave you with nothing else, mm -hmm. this issue is bigger than Mark Block. It's bigger than EBCA. It's bigger than Kevin and his podcast. Right. It's bigger than Fred Kelly Grant and the last 25 years that he has successfully used coordination to beat the federal government. We're at an historic turning point in our country. And even though it would be a lot easier for me and others to say, screw it, the industry has it coming, we're not going to let it happen. Well, you know, I have said for, for years that the, that the goal that we should be looking to do is get rid of the current regulations and they start all over. I mean, something has to be done. The way the regulations stand now, we're screwed. We we were right, as you know, we were regulated like we were cigarettes. It's crazy, and and, and it's got to go. So the uh, appeal of a uh, uh, appeal and replace, my God, that that's exactly what we need to do. I hope to God that you can pull this off because it, it'd be a miracle, and that's what we need. We need this. We need these regulations to go away. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, I am hopeful that the CEO of Johnson Creek Enterprises will testify at the next Heartland coordination hearing exactly what the FDA could have done, could have done to put reasonable regulations in place but not destroy their company the industry, and probably many more thousands of jobs and perhaps millions of lives in the future. And for people to understand Johnson's Creek, because I know a lot of people are newer in vaping, I've been vaping, I don't know, eight years, whatever it has been now. Johnson's Creek has been, a has been around as long as I've been vaping. Johnson's Creek was the company that made Blue Sig's uh, juice for their cardamizers. And Blue Six is one of the biggest uh, e-cigarette companies in the in the planet. Um, they've been around for many, many, many years, and I was shocked when I saw that they claimed bankruptcy. I mean, 
they're they're one of the biggest players in the game. <laughs> I mean, that's shocking. I it's it's unbelievable. But Kevin, Kevin, your listeners have to understand not that they declared bankruptcy, but why right. in detail on what the FDA deeming regulations did and how they could have been handled differently and why the coordination process to get the FDA to sit down and come to consistency will fulfill the FDA's obligation of protecting the health of Americans and protecting the jobs and lives of people that vape. Right. I hope I, 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 I hope you pull this off. You know, I, I, I wish you the best. I hope you win. Um, I know it'd be a wonderful thing for our industry, and it'd certainly be wonderful for your uh, detractors. <laughs> but I mean, listen, I see, I see, I see no harm. I just want to say this real quick because I, I know people that I, I listen. I have a chat room. Mark, these people are going nuts right now. I don't know why they won't call in, but for some reason they won't call in. But, but. But I, I, I just want to make this this clear. I, between hearing what they had to say, what you just had to say, and we've been talking now, I still don't understand what the problem is or what the people's problem is with what you guys are doing, um, if it has a chance. I mean, and, and if it works, my God, we can get rid of these regular... I just don't understand. I don't understand... The- hey, 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 Kevin, Kevin, let me ask... Why don't you ask the people this? Okay. The people that are asking that haven't given us a goddamn dime. So what do they care? Why don't you keep your mouth shut and let the people that are supporting us that believe in the strategy try to execute it? Yeah, I don't see, I don't see how it's not harming anybody. I think it's wonderful. And if it works, everybody wins. It's a wonderful thing. I don't know. I, I listen. I'm I'm fine with. Listen, you have sixty seconds if you're going to call in. Please three four seven seven one two three seven three seven. Mark has work to do. I have a life I have to live. <laughs> I can't be doing podcasts all night. I'll give you guys thirty seconds. But uh, I do want to thank you for calling in, Mark. I appreciate it that you called in. Hey, I, Kevin. Kevin. Yes. Anytime. Anytime. I like I said. I have built movements, and you build movements one person at a time. I will do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Is this, is this a per, you know, let me ask you this, just on a personal level. You know, because you mentioned that in the beginning you, you were, you know, you invested money, you were starting a business, and, and because of these regulations, your, your investors panicked, and it, 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 it messed you up. It messed up what you were doing. Is this like... When that happened, you're doing this now. Is this kind of like a hey, you know, we'll screw you now? I'm gonna. I mean, did that just set a fire underneath you? Like, oh, now I'm I'm gonna do something. I'm not gonna let you know let government Kevin, regulations Kevin, do this to me. You know, a lot of the people that are trying to destroy me mm-hmm. don't know me. Yeah. There's a couple books that if you read them, you will understand where I come from. Okay. One of the things is when people tell me it can't be done. You know what? I've got more personally invested cash in this effort than any of the assholes that are out there trying to destroy me. I have put a year and a half of my life into this. I have put three other companies that I own on the sidebar because 
people said it can't be done. I look at it and say it can be done. You gotta think outside the box. You gotta have the balls to do it, and you gotta stand up to the people yeah. that are trying to destroy you. And you know, Kevin, I can't wait to come back on your show two months from now and see how many of them will be apologetic for the crap that they've thrown at us. Oh, and you know what? If you succeed, they absolutely should apologize. I absolutely agree with you. <laughs> you never know. You never know. People come around. Hang on. Uh, nine, let me pick this up. 925 area code. You are on the air. Hello. Hi, this is Stefan. Um, wow, this is this is one of your most amazing um, podcasts ever. Thank you so much, um, Mark. I have a question for you. Would Would you mind is it, is answering this my question? friend Stefan from California? Correct, that is me. Hello, the, the Stefan that has trashed the shit out of me on Facebook for the last couple of weeks. I just want to make sure that the listeners understand. Um, I, let's make sure that the listeners actually really understand if you took whatever I posted as trashing without ever mentioning anybody involved. Um, that is a, that, that's really amazing. But I do have a question, and would you mind answering it? Go ahead, sure. Stefan. Ask your question. He's listening. Okay, so my question is, after all the evidence and affidavits we've acquired what is your statement on how you obtained this memo that you had since used? And what is your story on Miss Sheila Knox? It's a very simple question, and I'm totally ready to listen to whatever you have to say. I acquired the memo through one of the people that works for me from Sheila Knox, and this is the first time that I mentioned her name, Stepan. I know, I know. Unlike a lot of people in this industry, that when I say that we won't reveal our sources, we don't. Now, another radio person had mentioned her name, so I don't have a problem doing it now. I still contend that no one from EVCA had anything to do with the creation of that document. And, Kevin, quite frankly, I'm offended that you put Stefan on the phone, who is doing nothing but trying to destroy our efforts. But continue, um, Stefan. Well, I'm, I'm, to- I'm totally sorry. I'm, I'm, like, really apologetic about that. But at the same time, if that is how you obtained the memo, and you believe in the creation of Sheila Knox, then maybe you should investigate one of the people who is close to your ranks or um, your inner circle or whatever you would like to um, call it, um, who apparently works with Linda and has been for the past several years. Name name, Stefan. Stefan? Where is he? He's gone. I don't know what happened to Stefan. Are, are, are you still there, Mark? I'm here. Okay. I, I guess Stefan hung up. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The call got terminated. Interesting. Okay. Well, 
You know, Kevin, I guess it's the interesting. I would have had a list of six people that you would have had on your show tonight. And Stefan was the top of the list. <laughs> six people. Uh, listen, people just listen and they call in whatever it is, what it is. You answer Stefan's question. That's fine. And, uh, and Kevin. Yes. Kevin, to Stefan uh-huh. and everybody else out there, anytime that we can get in front of a judge under oath, I welcome it. I welcome any investigation from anybody and look forward to finally proving the coordination process works to repeal and then Hunter legislation to replace. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate you coming on. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Hang on. Let me... Stefan. Oh, yeah, sorry. The uh, phone line just sort of completely, utterly dropped out of nowhere, so I missed the past um, 30, 40 seconds. No, it's fine. He, he, he hung up anyway. That's fine. Uh, 25 cents a, oh, 25 oh, cents a month, Stefan, hey? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he hung up. It's all right. Uh, yeah, he. I I think he got upset that <laughs> you called him. <laughs> Well, listen, all I see, Stefan, the guy should be upset. I mean, I, he, he's he's pissed off. I mean, Stefan's been, you know, terminated call. Yeah, now Stefan hung up on Stefan. Oh, well. Listen, I'm done with the calls. That's it. <laughs> I think we have enough. <laughs> but you know what? He Listen, he gave out his phone number, his personal phone he number. His you phone can, number. His, he gave out his little uh, yep. burner phone. Yep, yep you can call <laughs> him any, anytime you want to call him. Uh, he's there. But listen, I, I'm glad he came on. And honestly, if I put Stefan on again, those two would have been strangling each other within five minutes, and it just wouldn't have made any sense. Again, I've, I've heard what Stefan had to say. I've, I heard what he had to say. I've seen little bits going off in the chat. I don't know. I just I still don't see the harm in what this guy's doing. If this memo is real and they did do that, then, yeah, that's insane. And, and there's absolutely that's wrong, and someone would go to jail for that or prison for that. But I just don't. I don't know. Listen, just let them do their thing, and if it works, it's wonderful, it's great. And everybody just mind their own business. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say. Oh, That's it. I mean, listen, but I got, I, listen, I love this show. I got both sides. And I, Jay, I got Mark's side, and I got what they're doing. That's wonderful. You got his detractors and what they had to say. Yep. And now well, the Ke- audience. Kevin, I, I think there's, there's one thing we can glean from all this, right, Kevin? Yes. Hey, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, right? Kevin, <laughs> yeah, hey, Kevin, right. Kevin, Kevin, right. Kevin, 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 I got to tell you. Well, listen. One thing we can, Kevin, shut up. Kevin, hey, Kevin, we can glean from this, right, Kevin? You know what? I'm I, 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 I'm, going to do, uh, uh, you probably don't know this, but uh, right, 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 Jay, Jay, right, Kevin. right, Jay, Kevin. right, Kevin. right, Kevin, right, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> I posted my show uh, last month when I had Lonnie Bozeman on, and I said, uh, count how many times he says right. That motherfucker says right. every After every third word, he says right. So anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to do that with Dimitri when he used to say um, um, all, as, as well, too. Right. <laughs> he says as well, too. Right. All the time. Drives me nuts. So anyway, we had him on. uh Let's end this segment with some words of wisdom from I Get You 69. This goes into my mouth and exits out my ass. Quite pleasurable, actually. I love it. <laughs> He's a wealth of knowledge. I don't always shit my pants while vaping, but when I do, I do it with dignity. There we go. All right, so that was that. 
Um, again, if Stefan ever wants to come on in the future and have, uh, uh, and if uh, Mark ever wants to come on, but I just, I think that's a mistake to have those two together. And uh, that could turn very ugly. Though Stefan was very respectable. I give him that. He asked sure. very, very respectable sure. questions. It's very fair. Mm-hmm. I, I, he was not, he was not uh, out of line. So, no, I mean, uh, things, things are heated. You know, what can you say? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to get too out of control. And thankfully it didn't. Thank God for the phone lines. So it didn't uh, get out of control. Yeah, 25 cents a month. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think, well, here's what's crazy. I have to call in to the studio to use this, to like either th- through a phone line. So Can I you use just ma- use like GoTo meeting or something? I use Magic Jack. So and, oh my god! I th- those little those little USB dongles you can get at Walmart. Yeah, Magic Jack. And then they have I have they don't make it anymore, but I have the Magic Jack software, so you can use it on your computer. So I call into the call-in studio from that, and I think there might be a setting on the Magic Jack where it cuts it off after uh, forty-five minutes. What about what about getting a Skype number? Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I do the show right. so little now. It's like you know, I'm really going to oh, do all yeah, that. Yeah, and, you're right. You're right. But uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, it, it, listen, you know, it, it it works. It was fine for now. It, it did its job. And Mark, I, thank you for coming on, Mark. Thank you for your answer. It's wonderful. I, I'm just, I'm just beat up from this. It's almost ten o'clock. <laughs> you know, I gotta say, I, I'm done with the disaster advertising. Oh, I do want to play this. Hang on, I do want to play this, and then I do want to get into the uh, tea time thing real quick. So, All right. um, Mariah Carey, like I was saying before the beginning of the show, she was mm-hmm. on um, Good Morning Britain, which is on, uh, I believe it's uh, ITV is the network it's on. I see, like I wake, I wake up in the middle of the night. Um, I just wake up anywhere between one and five a.m. and I'm just up. I can't fucking go to sleep. So the UK is five hours ahead, so I watch their channels. So I see a lot of Good Morning Britain, if there's anything decent on. So anyway, this was the morning that the Las Vegas uh, shooting happened. That very morning where everybody was just learning about it, and they were still confusing, everything everything was going on. And Mariah Carey is supposed to be on the show to discuss um, a Christmas album she was coming out with. And I guess uh, Piers Morgan found it to be an opportunity to ask her, uh, just listen. This is just the most bizarre thing. And I feel bad for her. I really do. Just listen to this. I don't know if you're aware of this breaking news. Uh, we're going to talk to Mariah, she, I think, in a minute. Because, She's just uh, finished, Mariah Carey yeah. has just finished a residency at uh, Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, knows the city uh, as a result, of mm. course, uh, extremely well. Um, I think we can see Mariah now. I think she's joining us live now from her home. Mariah, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I don't know if you're aware of the breaking news, but... Now, hang on. Before he finishes, she's laying on a couch, all sprawled out. She's got a Christmas tree behind her. Like, it's it's Christmas time. So she's, like, ready to have some fun. There's been a massive gun attack in Las Vegas tonight uh, within the last hour with a shooter raining down rapid-fire gunfire on thousands of concert-goers who were attending an open-air festival at the Mandalay Bay Resort, an outdoor concert. The Route 91 Country Festival. Are you, I know, Mariah, you've, uh, you've had residency at Caesars Palace, I believe, in Vegas, but I, I know you weren't aware of this before you've just yes. come on air, but what is your immediate reaction to what I've just told you? <laughs> 
I mean, it's just what everybody's gut reaction would be, which is this is horrible, and I pray for the victims, and I hope this... You know, have they caught the shooter yet? Or? Apparently, uh, one, one shooter is confirmed... Know? One shooter is confirmed dead. He was found on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay uh, Hotel, and apparently police stormed the room. They shot the shooter. They uh, reportedly found a number of... Uh, high-powered rifles then it would appear that that shooter either operating alone or with others has shot down and we've seen lots of video footage of this has shot down raining hundreds of bullets on the crowd that was watching the open-air concert <laughs> I need to respond to that well it's <laughs> wow. awful oh, I just hope you know I, I again I pray for the victims and I hope that all this can stop as soon as possible you know i've spent a lot of time in vegas and this type of thing happening anywhere is a huge tragedy so i just i continue to pray for the victims and hope we have an end to this as soon as possible and now it should stop but he keeps on going right you've you've played in vegas many times you know that <laughs> this time of night it would be massively busy so what is your reaction just on a human level to concert goers you know fans of music people who love performers like <laughs> yourself who've just gone and paid money to watch people perform on stage being targeted we don't know who's targeted them we can't make any assumptions but just your reaction on a human level to people that enjoy music being targeted in this way <laughs> what are you supposed to say to It's that? terrible because people are just going out to listen to music and, and you know, that's what they want to do. And, and they're really, it's just, you know, they're, they're out for the night and then something shocking like this happens and nobody could have expected it. And it's just, it's just wrong. It's, it's, I, I don't really don't know what to say. <laughs> what else are you supposed to say? Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. This guy, this guy is a nightmare. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. This guy is a nightmare. And, and she was upset. And you know, I'm not a fan of Mariah Carey, but I felt bad for her. I mean, this this poor woman. And when you watch it, she's like sitting on all laid out on his couch, and it's right. Like, she's Chris, all sprawled yeah. out in her seat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. I mean, listen. I and I understand. You know, it's it was happening. You wanted to reaction and you could quickly say i you know this happened i don't know if you know oh my god that's terrible it is i hope everything works out but we do want to continue well, the, the responsible thing for him to do would have been to to cut away to the to the live news broadcasts well know? actually like what they should yes actu if yes. people actually wanted to know what the hell was going on he would have cut away that's the responsible well thing what they do. should have done is not even had her on they should have said it's just not going to happen uh right. we got this going on and let her do it another day because that i mean i felt bad for the woman she's she should be upset that was just wacky and this fucking piers morgan oh my god <laughs> oh, he's, he's just—he's just a runt. That little shit. Seriously, he's not even worth his salt. <laughs> oh, unbelievable! It was crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was just shocked by that. I was shocked that Michael Shea can say racist things on Saturday Night Live, and and get away with it. Nobody says anything or or, or, or does anything. After the mayor of San Juan criticized the government's Puerto Rican relief efforts, President Trump attacked her on Twitter, saying. The mayor of San Juan, who was very complimentary only a few days ago, has now been told by the Democrats that you must be nasty to Trump. <laughs> oh, really, Donald? You bitch. 
Well, she nasty to you. How nasty are you shaking? You want to go smoke a Virginia Slim until your hand stops moving? This isn't that complicated, man. It's hurricane relief. These people need help. You just did this for white people twice. Do the same thing. Go tell Melania to put on her flood heels, get some bottled water, some food, pack up some extra Atlanta Falcon Super Bowl t-shirts, and write them a check with our money, you cheap cracker. You cheap cracker. <laughs> Come on, that's racist. It's crazy that he could say that. And nobody says anything. You know what, though? I mean, people have been saying cracker for for decades without any repercussions. Crack, I don't care about that. Cracker. And, and we all know that there's a freaking double standard when it comes to left wing politics and, and media. There's always been a double standard. This doesn't surprise me at all. I really just don't give a fuck. But we all, but we all know that cracker is is their n word for us. There's no question yes, about it. Yes, That's their n word for us. Of course. So so. But, but this is no, but this is nothing new. Is my point. Like this has been going on for decades. Oh no, yeah, no, it's nothing. Black new, comedians yes. have been using the the cracker word for for a long freaking time. It's different. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. Does it offend you? No, it or doesn't. Does, or does it just does it just piss you off because of the double standard? It pisses me off because of the double standard, and I think right. that, uh, and and I think that NBC should have pub- publicly had him come out and say, "I apologize. I should have never said that." And obviously, they think it was wrong because the the way they're trying to keep that off the internet and off YouTube, what the lengths they're going through to keep it off. Um, is, is crazy. So they obviously know that there was something wrong with it. Acknowledge yeah, it. I mean, they, 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 what they should have done is just issued a media apology, and everybody would have moved on. It would have right. been over. But no, they, they, they. I agree with you. They, they did this conniving backdoor bullshit where they tried to remove all, all the related content off, off the internet, which is virtually impossible because you found it. So, you know, it was it was just it's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid on both sides. I just don't I just don't care anymore, man. <laughs> I just don't care. Hey, Kevin, 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 Kevin. Guess what? Kevin, Kevin. The Internet sucks. Hey, do you care about this? Uh, Ansonia woman puts feces on a strange husband's toothbrush. This happened here. Did you he see wasn't, this? He was. She wasn't my wife. No, it was here, <laughs> here in Connecticut. This happened. I love Connecticut. This woman, Leslie Lang, she turned herself in to the police department on Thursday for violating a protective order. Lang had been in the subject of a protective order. But okay. Her Didn't straight, that a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Her husband called yeah. and uh, set, called the police and said that she was tampering with his personal property. While Lang was retrieving items from her husband's home, she put what police said was feces on his toothbrush. That the is police, that is that is activity that's right up your alley. The police Kevin. sees the toothbrush, <laughs> and she'd be dead if she did that to me. The police sees the toothbrush, and DNA testing was able to determine that the specs, the suspect's feces was Lang's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would kill her. I'd be in jail too. I would kill someone if they did that to me. That oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you do that, and somebody doesn't see it. I mean, I, if there was shit on my toothbrush, I, that oh. Oh my lord! Well, maybe maybe he uses some sort of weird brown organic toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, I know he's some some toothpaste in Vermont that's supposed to <laughs> charcoal toothpaste or some shit. It's uh, made from cheddar. <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Absolutely crazy! And and I got to wrap the show up too. But I listen. I, I'm going to explain, and I'll talk about this more in another show. But I am going to talk about it now. I've been very busy. I simply haven't had time to do a show. You know, I haven't talked to Dino in months. I haven't talked to a lot of people in months. I've been very, very busy. 
I've been uh putting a whole I I'm I'm I've been putting a whole new uh thing together in the house and I'm with Emma and I've just been very very busy. But anyway, there's been uh something I've been working on that uh is going to be I don't know how to word this. How do I word this? According to Mark, the FDA is listening, so I better word, I better word it right. I there has been something. This you know what, and and this is really true. I mean, when it comes down to everything, this has been in the works for eight years. I mean, this has been going on forever. Um, for, yeah, from from your perspective, absolutely. Yes. So, yeah. uh, there is going to be an e-liquid that everybody's going to learn about in about two weeks. You'll be able to purchase it. You'll be able to get it. It's called Tea Time. Tea Time E-Liquid. Tea Time E-Liquid is a line of black tea-based liquids, and they're coming out with two liquids. Tea Time is something that I have poured everything, and especially in the past how many months, everything into. Um, Tea Time is obviously my company. Uh, The juice was developed by Jay because Jay— Hello. 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 Yes, because Jay— (laughs) Yes, that's right, because uh, Jay's been doing this for years. Um, Jay is a master, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to mixing. And I wanted a juice that was going to be with no sweeteners, no sweeteners, and I love black teas, Uh, something that was just delicious, had the true flavors of what what we were looking to do, and something that... that you could use all day, something that's not going to kill your co- something with no sweetener. I'm sick and tired of fucking juices with sweeteners. Yeah, I've been drinking. You, 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 you came to the right guy because uh, I'm sure plenty of people who are listening know uh, that that have known me for a while know that sweeteners were the bane of my existence. Yeah. Um. Ever since they they kind of became the the industry standard, I've been raving against them. Um. Just not a fan. I won't call out juice companies for using them, but. Everybody who knows me knows I never used them. I never will use them. I'm just I I would rather avoid known hazards, potential hazards. I wouldn't say known hazards, potential hazards that are not necessary for e-liquid. And I just simply want an e-liquid that I can vape all day and not be like, God damn it, this is too, I, I've had enough. I mean, um, this is I this is I'm vaping it right now. I'm vaping the cherry vanilla tea right now. This is a liquid you can use all day. The black tea tastes like a black tea. The cherry tastes like a black cherry. The vanilla is delicious. The other flavor is a blueberry candy cane tea, which is blueberry peppermint tea. Who the fuck thinks of that? I do. It's delicious. You, do. you put it all together, the black tea, the blueberry, and the peppermint, and it's fucking delicious. I wanted, you know, I, I, I wanted something different. I, wanted, I, I didn't want to d- be doing something that all the other industries, I, you know, I, we're doing this. We're, we're going old school. We're old school. That's we're exactly d- what it is. That's a great way to put it. Yep. We're doing it the way it used to be done. And and it it's should not, it's not too soon to respect tradition. That's yeah. always been my motto. Exactly. We're respecting tradition. So this really has been a a project that's been years in the making. Um and I'm all in on it. And I and I know this juice is phenomenal. I'll put the link uh, to the Facebook page and the website. It's not for sale yet. It's going to be in a pro- I'm hoping to have it on sale on the website by October 24th. And that will be its official re-release to the world. Well, to the United States. <laughs> we're not, right. not going to be shipping uh, um, 
uh, international yet. But uh, yeah, listen, if, if you love black tea like I do and you don't want uh, sweet juice filled with fucking sweetener, you're tired of it, then I just ask that you give it a shot. And I know you're going to like it. I know you're going to like it. So I, and, and I'll post about it on my Twitter. I'll post about it on the Facebook. You know, I'll, I'll let everybody know about it. I'll give you the link, like I said, in the description so you can check, check us out. And, uh, you know, how, how fortunate is it that, that I was able to do a show with you and it just so happens that it's right around the time of release of this product? I, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> the stars aligned. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, listen, I, there, there was – Jay really was the number one person, and I had no idea whether he was going to – I don't mix juice. I, you know, I have no idea whether he was going to be able to – and, and, you know, Jay's been mixing juice for years. He literally has, has mixed thousands of juices. So, yes. you, know, when, you know, having all this in, in, in place, and it, it's wonderful. I, I, I have FEI numbers in case – you know, let, let's get – I just got to say this real quick. Of course I have an FEI number. Juice companies have these FEI numbers. Uh, you have some juice companies out there telling stores that they should only carry e-liquids that have FEI numbers because when the FDA comes to check – the F, let me tell you something. If you own a store – a vape shop, the FDA is not going to come and check to see if all of your e-liquid has FEI numbers. That's not going to happen. Even if they do, they're not, they're not going to come after you. They're going to go after the manufacturer. Right. They're not coming. They're not going to come confiscate your juice. And, and this is documented. Right. Their, their whole purpose is to find, find routes to audit manufacturers right now. They're not going after you. They're not going to confiscate your products. If you have a product on your shelf that doesn't have an FEI number, that's just not how it's going to work. Right. They're going to go after. They're going to send cease and desist letters to manufacturers, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, you, you. There's no liability right now on on the um, on the retailer's part uh, beyond you know what's already known. Right. Absolutely. And listen, if you have a juice company or, or you sell juice in, in 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 your store, I hope to God you got your FEI numbers. I hope you you're registered. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it had to be done. I mean, you know, companies had to do this. And it was a pain in the ass. And, it, I, yeah, it I, you know, I, you had to do it. I had to do it. And let me tell you yep. something. I wanted there was a group on Facebook. It was the Vape Independent Help Group FDA Reg and Ingredients Submissions Facebook group. It was a Facebook group. I don't know who started it. But all the group was was companies helping other companies if they had problem registering with the FDA. Yep, that small is a, manufacturers helping out other small manufacturers. It that was, it, that was a wonderful cool. group. Thank you for whoever started that group. It was fantastic. It was a great idea. Um, that group helped many, many people. Even if yeah. you were just like having a tough time uploading shit, you just wanted to vent. I mean, what a I've never seen such a wonderful. Fa- it was a wonderful Facebook group. Like the old days. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no strawberry cream. There's enough strawberry and creams on the market. There's 50 yeah, million strawberry, strawberries strawberry and creams. Yeah, strawberry cream black tea. There we go. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. Unbelievable. But, yeah, uh, everything will be up uh, again. Years in the making, my friends. It's finally, finally going to be released nationwide to all my wonderful vaping friends. What do those are? You gotta, oh, that's right. We'll talk about that. Someone had a question about the labels. The labels are... Oh. The labels are beautiful. No, they will not be blacklisted. There are no bright colors. Uh, there are no uh, cartoon characters. There are no uh, pieces of fruit dancing around or anything. Um, it's, it's actually it's actually kind of in keeping with the Hingham Hill branding. It's it's very subdued. Kind of has that distressed background look. Like it, it looks like a, a pack of tea. Like 
that you would buy from like In fact, here's what Starbucks. I'll do. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to put the uh, Facebook page because I created it the other day in the chat and you can see what the label looks like because there's a picture of the bottles with the label. Now, that's not the exact label. The label is going to be a silk material. This is just a mock-up label, but it's the it's the the graphics are 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 the label here. Mm-hmm. I'll put that in the chat. You can look at it. I think it looks wonderful. I think it looks clean. I think it looks very classy. Yep. And, I think uh, the, the designer did a bang up job on that. Yeah. Great job. It was a uh, uh, yeah someone uh, who works in the industry who's done other label. He did a phenomenal job. And and I told him I, I and I it made it specific. I want something uh, very minimal. I want something, uh, you know, that that that's simple, that's clean, that's elegant, and uh, you know, he pulled it off. He really did that. That that's it's it's got that Indonesian tea thing going on, which is great. Yes. 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 So yep, I'm obviously going to be, uh, uh, you know, on the next show. I'll, I'll have more. It should by the time I do another show, it should definitely be up for sale. But follow me on Facebook. You know, people follow me on Facebook. Um, I have listeners. My personal Facebook, I had listeners starting to follow me uh, uh, um, a lot, probably, you know, a couple years ago. So I let, you know, if you're a listener, you want to follow me on Facebook, that's fine. I don't care. That's fine. Because I'm going to be using my Facebook more, to be honest with you. Uh, Better better you than me. I'm going to be driving around to a lot of uh, stores. Um, throughout the Northeast, because obviously I want them to carry this wonderful juice that we have here. And uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of Facebooking. I'll be doing live things and, uh, you know, fun things. So And we'll be at uh, Vape Northeast, right? Absolutely, I'll be at Vape Northeast. No question. Yeah. We will have a table, whatever it is, we will be at, at, at Vape Northeast. I think it's in March. Mm-hmm. I believe that is in March. So, yes, yes. Um, years in the making. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm very excited. And the juice is delicious. I'm vaping it right now. It's fucking delicious. You know what I do? I woke up this morning. I had the blueberry peppermint tea. Mm-hmm. It's great in the morning because it's got peppermint. And it gives you that peppermint taste. And I don't know. It's just good when you have morning breath and all that bullshit. You know, before, mm-hmm. and then I, I right around noon, I switched right to that cherry vanilla. And I've just been doing it all day. It's so good. <laughs> it's so not, not, good. not too medicinal for you? No. Absolutely not. The the cherry, it's a black cherry. I mean, yeah. it's just, well, thank you. Thank you. That's how a liquid label should look. I agree. That's exactly how any liquid label should look. I agree. Yep. I love the label. They did a wonderful job. So, yeah. So if you like juice that's not filled with sweetener, there you go. And I love black. I've been drinking black tea forever. You know, it's crazy. I drink cherry vanilla black. That's how I came up with these flavors. Cherry vanilla black tea. And then my other tea I drink is uh, Mint Majesty. I get the Tivana. I'm going to die. Tivana is going to go out of business. You know this, right? They're, 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 all the stores are going to be gone, I think, by January. And really? Yeah. Tivana is done. They're, they're still going to sell Tivana online. And you can still buy the Tivana tea at uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. But I... No, I go to the store and because, like, the cherry vanilla, for example, you can't buy that online. You have to mix vanilla and cherry. I'm going to go to – yeah, I'm going to go to the store this weekend and buy the blueberries so I can mix my blueberry with my mint. I mean, you have to mix them together. They don't come like that. So 
it's fucking sucks. I, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna have to pay. Well, See, I was, I'm, I've always been a Tazo guy. I, I drink a lot of Tazo. Like, I love their ginger green tea and their regular chai, the one that's not sweetened. I mean, is oh, it is it a tea that you good. buy and that you brew and so? Like, I, I have this like special. Yeah. I have this special tea brewer that works just like a coffee baker. You literally just pour the tea in it, and it does everything and then within three minutes no, my I, I, is done. I, the tazo comes it comes in bags and then at work I, we have um a water dispenser that actually dispenses hot water so i just use that will it be available to sale to indiana residents that i don't know i'll have to ask the co-packer that. oh oh that's, that's a good question a really good question i will find we should, out i'll ask yeah, I, we, should, we should look into that obviously i have a co-packer making uh the juice and i'm not yes, doing I, it i am not the manufacturer <laughs> no. i am no. strictly the, the yeah. designer yes of this. that's I'm it not the manufacturer yes no we have a co-packer professional co-packer doing it and I, and I will find out that's a very good question because i know you have to uh um what do you have to have you have to have some sort of uh you have to you have to apply for a license yeah uh but i the the um, the requirements are nowhere near what they used to be. Oh, really? Okay, so it's, yeah. it's, it's it, you don't you don't have to have that you know have a vault with a security system with cameras and you know all that stuff anymore. Right. Oh, okay, that's good. So, no, but it's it's something something we should look into. I mean, especially if people are going to ask for it in Indiana. Absolutely, absolutely. I want everybody to be able to have it. You know what I learned today? Uh, um, through setting up the uh, merchant services, they said you have to uh, pay uh, $500. I said, for what? They said to Visa and MasterCard. Because mm. you're a vaping-related business, um, anything that they consider e-cigarette or vaping-related, you have to pay them $250 a year. So, each. Yeah, each. Yeah. So then I was like, well, that, and, and, and I asked some other friends I know that own... Uh, companies in the industry and they said yeah it's true you have to so then mm -hmm. i was like well you know what fuck mastercard then i'll just do visa and then she's like <laughs> she goes she goes no you don't want to do that she goes no you don't you so, really don't so then i pulled my i pulled my debit card out from my personal bank and it said mastercard and i'm like fuck I, <laughs> I guess i can't do that so yeah that's fuck yeah you gotta fucking pay these assholes it's extortion they're extorting it's extortion it, it, well, it, it is and it isn't. The problem is, is that the vape industry, while I don't agree with it being lumped in with tobacco, I do see that there's higher liability in that there are a lot more chargebacks because, you know, frankly, there are a lot of shady characters in the vape industry. So yeah. you, do, you do tend to get a lot more chargebacks. So they need yeah. to recoup that somehow. Right. And that's part of how they do it. Yeah. At least, you know, that's what I tell myself. But I don't have an online business. So. Right. But I certainly won't be on this blacklist. The blacklist that that only five people seem to care about on, on Facebook. <laughs> well, is that the Vaping uh, Legion? No, I don't know who it is. They put out this. I see it all the time on Facebook. They updated blacklist, <laughs> and then and then they put it out, and then you have people arguing, going, "Well, why is so and so on there? I use them, and I don't think they're they should be on this list." And, and then, uh, you know, that's it. It just kind of goes away. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's a blacklist. How about a how about we do this? Let's have a blacklist for all the juices that use sweetener. What what is what what is it called? Oh, it's, it, it, it's called it's no, called. No, you, you can't do that. You have to have a white list for all the juices that don't have sweetener. What's it called? It, it's it's called uh, succul succul. What is it? 
it's, there's a name of the there's, sweet. Well, there's there's a there's a few of them. The the biggest, the most popular one is sucralose. Okay, sucralose. Um, some people consider ethyl maltol as a sweetener, but it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of for those of you in the, who are listening that actually make e liquid, just go ahead and taste ethyl maltol crystals, and you'll know what I'm talking about. That is not a sweetener. Mm-hmm. It tastes like cotton candy. Right. But it doesn't have the sweetness behind it. Right. So it's really more of a like a smoothener. Like it, it evens out harsher flavors, like top notes. It can kind of bring them down a little bit. Yep. Um, but it's not really a sweetener. But there there is some concern about alpha maltol as well. Um, but sucralose is the big one. I, I I guess a lot of e-liquid manufacturers use like stevia and things like that. Stevia? Like nat- Are you kidding St- me? No, not not all. And actually, for a tea, stevia might, if you were to use a sweetener, might actually make sense flavor-wise. It's still a coil killer. Yeah. But it might, because it has kind of an herbal, slightly medicinal kind of flavor, stevia does. Um, no, stevia is uh, disgusting. Think- this is, listen, I, st- I hate stevia. I, I've been, for months, you know, I found something a few months ago, mm-hmm. the uh, 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 one that tastes just like sugar, this, this remarkable product. But, yeah, you've been raving about that lately. Oh yeah, the swerve, swerve. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you're doing keto, or you just you just don't want to have sugar, or uh, you can't have sugar, whatever the hell it is, if you want a sugar substitute, swerve is the answer. They have it at Whole Foods. That you can buy it online. Um, swerve. S- my, my understanding with that is that it's a mixture of two different sweeteners. Um, I want to see one of them's um, erythritol. Mm-hmm. And the other one is oh, amyl something. Um, and com- like on their own, each of them tastes like medicinal. But when you combine them for some reason, like they kind of offset each other and it's just sweet. Oh, it, it's sugar. I mean, it's S-W-E-R-V-E, swerve. It tastes, I put it in my coffee, it tastes just like sugar. I put it in my tea, it's just like sugar. I put. It is just like fucking sugar. It, it's, it's. But we're not going to put it in our e-liquid. Oh no, we're not putting it in our e. No, absolutely not. It, it, you know, <laughs> and, and the thing too is, is it 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 doesn't need it. The, this black tea is delicious. It doesn't need sweetener. It just doesn't. I, I, I don't want to give away too many old school trade secrets, but no, I mean to me, and again, not a knock against e-liquid manufacturers anywhere, but to me, sweetened e-liquid is cheating. Yeah, it, it, you're taking a shortcut. E-liquid shouldn't need sweetener. Right. You know, I mean, yes, certain types of flavor profiles you might not be able to get away with without sweetener, but you can make a damn fine e-liquid without any sweetener. We're going to start a revolution. You know, they're starting a revolution with all these uh, labels, the black label list and all this shit. Well, I'm starting a revolution with sweetener. It's got to stop. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll have I'll have Durosig be my president. He can you can run it for me, Durosig. Start a Facebook. There you go. Yeah, he's he's on board. He's old school. Yep. Stop the stop the sweetener. It's got to stop. Enough is enough. Yeah. You know you're right. Get how about you get talented juice makers and fucking actually sit down and do some work and and get creative. Yeah. And I mean, how how long did it take <laughs> us to nail down these recipes? How long did it take? Right. A month and a half. Two months. About probably two months. Two months yep. Right. For two recipes. Yep. It took two months. Yep. That's the kind of time it's going to take to to. But if if you just if you just want to hurry up and get to label design, then yeah, you can pump out an e liquid every two days, right? You know, yep. And then spend all your money and time on label design and marketing. 
but that's not the way we're going. Right. Well, don't worry. There's going to be a revolution. Enough with it. 2018 is going to be coming up. That's it. Sweeteners are out. It's time, out. it's time to get real. I, actually, it, I don't know if you see it or not, everybody, but if you look at the bottles, it actually says. Says it. Uh, yeah. No added sweeteners. That's and that's a first as far as I know. Yep, I don't know any of them. And, and, I, and I'm I'm kind of pissed that you came up with the idea of putting it on your labels because I've never used sweetener in any of my la- in, in any of my e liquids, and I never thought to put that on the label. Yeah, well, I should I should have put it on the freaking label. Well, you can do it now. I can do it now. <laughs> I can up, I can update my uh, my FDA registration. They they allow you to do shit like that. Yep, you can do it now. That's fine. Sure. And then all the others will just be you know uh, copying greatness. Because we've started a revolution. <laughs> no, it's going to happen. I mean, listen, you know, I, I, I just look, I looked at it this way too. Do I want to? Because you know what's funny is, is I was talking to a uh, a guy a few months ago that sells uh, e liquid around here. He is has a juice company, pretty big juice company. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I, I said, listen, I said, here's what you need to do. I said, I said, you want to you want to get your sales going. I said, you need to fucking throw some sweetener in your juice. Throw it in there. I said, you need to get unicorn bottles, redo your labels, make them bright, put bright colors on it, pink, purple, blue, yep. have pieces and of candy. Dancing monkeys yep. and shit. Have yep. pieces of candy with smiley faces on it, and they're moving around. Put it in a bright pink bottle so that fucker sticks out, and uh, put it in a 100-mil bottle, and uh, sell it for fucking you know, whatever. And, and Yeah, sell it for four bucks. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you'll sell out. It'll go crazy. It'll go nuts. And... Uh, you know, he's looking at me like, oh, that's crazy. And the funny thing is, I'm, I, I was doing the complete opposite. <laughs> right. Myself, I'm doing the opposite. I'm going complete opposite way. You know, you got, um, it's kind it's, I don't know. All I know is, is we'll talk about it in a couple weeks when it comes out. So that way people can get it and they can try it. You're going to like it. It's, it's delicious. Jay did a phenomenal job. Thanks, man. Sir, close. Yes, we got to get out. No more sweeteners. I'm with you. I just checked my Facebook Duro stick. I'm with you. No more sweeteners. Let's get a group going. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's enough is enough. You know, Joe, Jay painted, pointed out, and I remember this years ago when people would point out, they'd say, look at these coils. What's that doing to your lungs? Absolutely right. God knows what's mm-hmm. going on with that sweetener. And yep. and shame on all the companies that are punishing Candy King for their labels, but they're loading sweetener at that fucking factory. And I got to tell you something. People told me too. I had quite a few people tell me when when this was when I was doing all this. If I don't put sweetener in it, it's not going to sell. They said you got to put. We're some. still hearing that. Yeah. We're still hearing and, getting and, resistance. And I said, yeah. and I said, no, it's not happening. It's not going to happen. No way. I don't care. There, there, there are a lot. I worked in a vape shop for three and a half years. Every day, at least, every day, at least one or two people a day, they come in. You got something that's not sweet. You got something that's not going to kill my coils. I mean, <laughs> they're asking it all the time. Yep. You know, now, now, now this is it. Now they do. Now they do. Yes, and Jay's liquid always was good. Oh. Th- th- this is his pride. You know what? If you like Jay's liquid, this is his his number one. This is this this well. This is this is different this is than his, anything I've ever a, done, though. Yeah, this is a secret because it, it's some it's it's Kevin's idea. I just helped to execute it oh, in in, my, in the way that I would do it. Yeah. So it's not it's not like anything I've ever done before, but it's it's definitely you know I, I mean it's it's in keeping with my philosophy on juice making. Right. Right. It's wonderful. You're being uh, modest. <laughs> <laughs> right, I always oh am. God. I've never been a good salesman. 
It's uh oh 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 the price. What's the price going to be? Oh yeah, it's sixty mil. It's gonna be sixty mil chubby gorilla bottles. The these amber brown tea looking bottles are great. Sixty mil bottles, retail is twenty four ninety nine. There'll be uh, no shipping. Whether you buy it in a store or whether you buy it online, it's $24.99. If you buy it online, there's no shipping. The price is $24.99. If you buy it in a store, it's $24.99. That's the price. 60 mils. The average I'm, I'm standard still trying to fight 60 mil price. About, like coming out with like a, a sample pack. I don't know. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and you have to understand the 24, you, you know, uh, a twenty four ninety nine price. This is a a, a e liquid that's being produced in a professional facility. Um, that costs money. So you know there there there's cost of things uh, that to have the website costs money. There's just cost of things. You know it's not. If I was making this in my basement, uh, I'd probably sell sixty mils for ten bucks. <laughs> but that's not the case. That's not what's going on. Until your until your shoulders fell off. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 wanna... if you were making it you're making it and bottling it yourself. Yeah. And, that and that's really the average and that's really the average price. I mean, you go to any uh vape shop, most of the uh um uh sixty mils are twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, 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 you, you dry, yeah. yeah. Now they're putting it in so in soda can you know how many juices and, and no, somebody, no, it doesn't have a box. There's no box. You want to know why? Because people buy juice and they throw the fucking box out. I want a box. Yeah, I can't. I can't comprehend why juice companies still spend money on boxes. I. I maybe they because they think it gets them more noticed at the vape shop. No, it doesn't. Because every idiot's doing it. In fact, at the vape shop I had when I was doing that, the, all the box juices were on the bottom. You couldn't even see them. You could only see the ones that were. That, no, you know what it is. All the all the new juices that come out come out in boxes. But then once once they they're actually established, they nix the box. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. But but everybody that comes in and buys juice, the first thing they do is take the the, the juice out and throw the box out. It's right. just a waste. What a yeah. fucking waste and of it money. Cost, it probably costs, on average, 50 cents to a dollar for every box. Right. Every single box. And and, 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 and and months down the road, when this starts showing up in stores everywhere, um, if anybody catches any store selling it for under twenty four ninety nine, and you notify me, you'll get a prize. Oh, <laughs> Because I don't, you, I don't dude, want that happening. Dude, don't set up your potential customer base and narc, on you, narc for you. That's awful. That listen, is fucking awful. Listen, I want to secure that everybody no, gets the fair price. That's it. That's it. I'm taking my recipes with me. You're done. I'm re- I'm releasing pee time. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Listen, everybody's <laughs> got to be fair. I, I it's just got to be equal for everybody. You know, I I I see. Ju- no, I I understand. I, I see understand juices that, out there. I, I would also say that you you're gonna need to be fluid with pricing. Like yes. twenty four ninety nine, I think is a fair price for sixty mils. But you need to also be fluid. You know, in that you know, once you're established, you've taken care of a lot of your initial investment. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. You know, you can definitely lower your price. Well, it's not that the market does that naturally. I mean, right. you know, well, that, it, uh, that also, yeah, yeah. you just I mean, need to keep, keep tabs on the market and see absolutely. what the market's doing. And, you know, you, you'd be, you'd be able to lower your price over time. Absolutely. Certainly. Absolutely. And then that's, I, that's how, you know, it's, you know, listen, a couple of years ago, a, uh, a 30 mil was 20 or 25 bucks. Um, the market changed. I still, that. I still see them. Some people are selling my e-liquid for 22 bucks a bottle in, in 30 mils. And th- that's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. It pisses me off because I'm not make I'm not I'm not selling it to you for anywhere near that. Right. Like I'm selling thirty mils for well under ten bucks a bottle. Right. Well under ten bucks a bottle. Yeah. And they're turning around and selling it for twenty two. Yeah. 
you know? I don't know. But you also you should you also shouldn't be selling your juice for for a, a thirty mil. You shouldn't be selling it for under I'd say fifteen bucks a bottle, because it is a you have don't undervalue. You have a, no, a very no, good premium no, juice, and nobody does. No, nobody sells my stuff for right. less than fifteen. It's it's anywhere between eighteen and twenty two. I'd say right, right. Um, I think there's some places that still sell my stuff. Like they they repackage it and stuff, and they still sell it in plastic bottles in fifty fifty PGVG for fifteen bucks. Right. So yeah, that's what's going on with that. So I think I I got to wrap this up. I okay. think we've done enough. We've been <laughs> it's ten thirty. It's two and a half hours. I, I, I was I was I was just fascinated by that 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 Mark Block guy though I gotta say I, <laughs> keep me I, I have some things to say keep me on after you after you shut down the show okay well hang on I'll, I'll do that I'll just uh, let me turn you down real quick hang on do this I gotta turn Jay down yeah I'm gonna wrap it up I I do you know I I I we've put so much work and time into this uh, I'm looking very forward to the liquid coming out so I'll keep you guys updated on Facebook about it on Twitter about it. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, again, if you if you like tea, I I I know you're gonna love this juice. It's really wonderful. But uh, that's it. We gotta wrap it up. I will have another show as soon as I can. I promise. Uh, I'll try to talk to Dino. Maybe I can get him to come on. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully. I know you guys miss Dino. I miss Dino too. So we'll see what happens. But uh, this was fun. I had fun, and uh, it's time to end the show, and I will see you guys again very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I'm out.